Hello and welcome to the Ham Radio Crash Course Podcast. My name is Josh, image radio call sign KI6NAZ. And I'm Leah, KN6NWZ. And we like to talk about the radios and other things. So let's go, shall we? Do you normally have to hold that button down for the, the sound? The first to button play? for the song. You have to hold it down the whole time. It will play as long as I hold it down. Oh. But then the second button that does the. That's an exact replica of that sound. It was perfect. I actually made that recording. <laughs> Thank you very much. With your mouth. With my mouth. <laughs> uh, I just hit that once and it plays the clip to the duration. That is a setting oh. that I set. Oh. Is that why they call it settings? <laughs> yes. Okay. As opposed to... Um. <laughs> Sometimes we use the term configurations. That's acceptable. An interchangeable term, if you will, or preferences. Okay. Preferences, yes. Yeah. Leah, how are you this week? I'm good. Good. This is the last day of school. It is the last day of school. That's true. The thing about summer. The thing about summer. Is that you go from having someone else dictate your kid's schedule. Mm-hmm. Right. You've got to get them to school. You got to get them. And so many activities are just aligned with the school calendar. Right. And then suddenly in the summer, they're like, you're on your own. Peace out. <laughs> Retire to your kids. Get your kids out of here. I, I, uh, I do have the kids in camps. Camps. But they don't start until the week after this coming week. <laughs> oh, my God. What what will you do? I don't know. I'll be home with them a couple of days for sure. Yeah. So I guess somebody's going to have radio. <laughs> Me, locked in the, the ham shack while they run roughshod across our home. Wouldn't it be better if they did ham radio and you ran roughshod? They don't have a license. Oh. So yeah. there's that. Um, they can listen. I don't want to put them in front of any, I mean, like I can give them a receiver and they can listen to stuff, but like Ben kind of already does that. Just put them on 80 meters and it'll be fine. <laughs> fine. Edison all set up straight. <laughs> I asked Ben what ham radio was and yeah, his explanation wasn't too bad. No. But then I asked him, do you want to do ham radio? And he... He said, yeah. I'm like, well, why do you want to do ham radio? Oh, yeah. His 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 comment was pretty interesting here. Yeah. And he said, so I can make ham friends, mm -hmm. which is really a throwback to the camping trip. Right. <laughs> to when Edison was like, I wasn't really sure about this ham radio thing. And then I met dad's ham radio friends. And like, I really like it now. <laughs> <laughs> and so Ben said what? Uh, he said... Like, you know, so he could make ham friends. Yes. And I was like, well, why? What's different about ham friends versus friends you meet in person? Mm -hmm. And he said, well, when you meet a random person at a park, because like, I hope you're not meeting random people at parks. <laughs> <but that's, laughs> this is another conversation. <laughs> you don't know how smart they are. Right. But. If you make a ham friend, you know that they've got to be pretty smart. <laughs> that was that was well thought of. Yeah. Insightful. Insightful, if you will. Statistically, that's probably more true than not. 
It's a real good way to filter out the dummies. <laughs> yeah, okay. Probably don't say that out loud, but I guess <laughs> I'm just, just paraphrasing what Ben said. Right. right. <laughs> well, welcome everybody to the Ham Radio Crash Course Podcast. We appreciate you listening, and we like to kick off the podcast with the Ham Radio Minute. It's never a minute. And this week, we're going to be talking about Field Day. Uh, there will be other Field Day likely next week. Is it week. time for Field Day again? It's at the end of the month. What do you mean, again? <sighs> it's it's just, Summer Field Day. There, it's just constantly Field Day here, Field Day there, everywhere a Field Day. <laughs> <laughs> it's twice a year. The summer <laughs> one is the big one. The winter one is less big, but it's a little bit more focused, I feel, towards MCOM. But anyway. Feels like it really creeps up on you. <laughs> nope, not at all. Feels like it's appropriately placed. Same time every year. You always feel it coming. Feel it in my bones. Wow. The sun's I, coming up, Annie. I feel, I feel Sandstorms it are coming. in my fingers. I feel it in my toes. Okay, great. Now that's the wrong field. Day. <laughs> <laughs> You're thinking of winter field day with that particular song. All right. So I'm not going to belabor anything about Field Day because this is the Hammer and Minute after all. I am going to recommend you all, because you're like two weeks out or so, go ahead and pull up that ARRL Find a Field Day locator. Put in your location and see how many field days are in your area. And then if you've got some close to you, try and make a, not a day, maybe not a day. Your family might not let you do that if they don't want to go along with you. But take some time to go to different field days. I actually had a really good time doing that a couple of years ago. And uh, yeah, we got to talk to a bunch of different people, got to see their field day setups. Some of them were very, you could tell, were very MCOM focused, like it was literally outside the the EC. Is that right? EC? I have no anyway. idea. OC? One of those things is right. Anyway, so uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun to just kind of see everybody's setups, meet different hams, or meet some hams that you may have been talking to on different repeaters. So highly recommended. Uh, and if it happens that you have a club uh, that you're a member of or you've been thinking about joining, seeing what they do at field day is often one of those like aha moments where you're like, yeah, I want to be a part of this or eh, I might go look at another club and see how they do field day. And that is the time. You want to see how they operate in the portable environment? Are they a POTA club? Are they a outdoor-focused club? Well, you can find out a lot just by seeing their field day setups. Trust me. Anyway, that is my Hammer New Minute. Leia, would you like to take a test? See, that one always sneaks up on me, too. Yep. Right out of nowhere. We've only <laughs> been doing this in the new format for, what, almost a year now. It's always so surprising when it happens so suddenly. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm on question 17 of 35. Okay. Which of the following frequencies in the gen is in the general class portion of the 80 meter band? A, uh, 3650 kilohertz, B, 1855 kilohertz, C, 2560 kilohertz, or D, uh, 3560 kilohertz? Hmm. Aren't two of those answers? Oh, no, they're not. They inverted. Two of the numbers. I got it correct. Good for you. 3560 kilohertz. They were trying to be a little tricksy there for you. They were so rude. This oh. test is so rude. Because <laughs> it moved a decimal point on you? <laughs> there was no decimals. Oh, because it gave it to you and... They inverted two of the numbers. Oh. Uh, mm-hmm. 
Which of the following is a way to establish contact with the digital messaging system gateway station? A, send QRL in Morse code. B, transmit a connect message on the station's published frequency. C, send an email to the system control operator. D, respond when the station broadcasts its SSID. The answer is B, transmit a connect message on the station's published frequency. Mm-hmm. Email the, the person it. as a backup. Oh, that's... This is <laughs> every, every time. Every time. Every time. Every yeah. time. What skilled is learned during hidden transmitter hunts? What skills learned during <laughs> hidden transmitter hunts are of help to the volunteer monitoring program? D. Oh, sorry. A. <laughs> Direction finding used to locate stations violating FCC rules. B. Identification of different call signs. C, identification of -of out-of-band operation. D, hunters have the opportunity to transmit on non-amateur frequencies. (laughs) That was the one that jumped right out at you? It's A, direction finding used to locate stations violating FCC rules. Mm-hmm. You know what? I don't know that this liquid IV thing is actually <laughs> as good as you think it is. I My head doesn't hurt anymore. Uh-huh. And I'm not sleepy, but I feel like I'm a little jumbled. I don't Okay. I I gave Leia so when I went to Dayton, I brought two liquid IV granule like drink mixes kind like of Like just thing. in case you were going to go have some Skyline chili. So I stay hydrated. Yeah. You know, that's right. <laughs> Their primary function is to keep you hydrated. So I had one that was just the hydration pouch, and then I had another one that was the energy pouch, which has roughly two glasses of coffee, drip coffee, in caffeine, along with something else, a lot of vitamin B. And I, potassium. And potassium. I drank them that whole time. I had one a day. I drank it about like two or three o'clock to give me that like mm-hmm. get me through the rest of the day kind of thing. And how to do Worked it great. You. Worked great. Worked really well. I'm a big fan of them. I bought more for all of the ham fest and I'll be taking them on field day and camping, etc. I am Except not for you were mixing up K-Murder with Kark no. and then <laughs> calling Kyle Hayden. <laughs> no, I would not. I don't. Yeah, would not confuse those two. Um I have no problem with them, but I had Leia try it today, and she's apparently a little looped out right now, which is kind of funny. So caffeine must affect you way more than it affects me, or I'm just I don't, greatly I don't normally drink as much caffeine as you do. I think that is very true. Yeah. I will have... But I feel like this was pure caffeine. <laughs> just... Right. Uncut. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> with, like, the deliciousness of tea <laughs> or a Vietnamese coffee. Uh, I mean, yeah, I've been drinking a lot of those. Vietnamese coffees? Mm-hmm. Mm. Which of the following could be the cause of interference covering a wide range of frequencies? A, using a ballon to feed an unbalanced antenna. B, not using a ballon or line insulator to feed balanced antennas. C, arcing at poor electrical connection. Or D, Lack of rectification of the transmitter's signal in power conductors. The answer is C, arcing. Yeah, any arcing is bad. No to arcing. All right. How can you determine that your station complies with the FCC RF exposure regulations? 
A, by calculation based on computer modeling. B, by calculation based on FCC OET Bulletin 65. C, by measurement of field strength using calibrated equipment. Or D, all of these choices are correct. D, all of these choices are correct. That is true. How does the feed point impedance of a half-wave dipole change as the feed point is moved from the center towards the end? Mm. A, it steadily decreases. B, it steadily increases. C, it is unaffected by the location of the feed point. D, it peaks at about one-eighth wavelength from the end. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This is a good one. It steadily increases. Steadily increases. Did you get I, it? Nope. Oh. That's the first one I got wrong so far. That is a good one. That is why we use transformers in the feed when we're connecting to an antenna. Right, because they're more than meets the eye. Correct. Yeah. Uh, that's why we use a 4 to 1 un-un, uh, a 49 to 1 un-un. Those are conversion rates. Am I done? I think so. Yeah. Solid. Four so, out of five. Very, very important piece of kit if you are going to move the feed point and make it unbalanced. I'm actually going to go see a ham radio movie tomorrow. What? Transformers. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> tomorrow I'm going to a birthday party uh -huh. for one of Edison's best friends. Yeah. Okay. It's uh, Sarah's family. Yeah. And he is... He is a child that gets obsessed with things. Yes. And he has been obsessed with Transformers for years. Mm -hmm. Reads the novels, plays with the games, I think watches the show. He has some pretty complicated Transformers for his age, too. Oh, absolutely. Like yeah. the ones that adults will look at and go like, well, I'm not. It's a rhinosaurus now. We're not going to take it apart and make it a <laughs> robot again. The, the type where adults try really confident that they can master a child's toy. Oh look, it's oh. The, it's the new it's this new uh, form. It's a half man, half alligator. Uh, oh, I think I think because he just gave up. I think it's broken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it was. I used to love the really complicated transformers. <laughs> so for his birthday, mm -hmm. we're going to see Transformers in the theater. Mm -hmm. That's. The whole thing. Imagine Remy shows up <laughs> to the Transformers movie and it's about electrical Transformers. <laughs> Autobots transform the impedance. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> what? I'm going back to gorillas. <laughs> <laughs> that would be hilarious. I would be down for that. So if you'd like to study along with Leia as she progresses through the general license pool, you can go to hamstudy.org where you can take practice tests for your technician, general, or extra licenses. They're ready to go for the general pool upgrade, which is, which month is it again, Leia? Well, today I received a Discord message from an HRCC VE saying I have 22 days. <laughs> 22 I, days. I am afeard that every day somebody is going to send me another message it's, as a part of the countdown. It's the ham radio <laughs> version of the days. advent calendar is what you're on right now. <laughs> you get a VE a day reminder. <laughs> what a service. What Thank you so service. much. 
if you like books, and who doesn't like books, we also recommend the Gordon West Ham Radio Test <laughs> Radio. That we like that crazy radio. Gordon Rest. Gordon Rest. <laughs> I have apparently I also <laughs> yeah. highly recommend the Liquid IV energy packets, guys. You should try them out. It's a Schedule One drug that's available on Amazon, apparently. <laughs> Sorry, Godfather. <laughs> <laughs> so again, Gordon West, Ham Radio Test Prep Books. You're going to be sleeping with the fishes. <laughs> Highly recommended. There are links in the show notes for Technician, General, and Extra Books. And if you like audiobooks, and, and again, who doesn't? And it you know, vary on how you learn. But we also recommend the Fast Track to Your Ham Radio License books on Audible. Link is in the description. So join the conversation by leaving a review on the Apple podcast for the Love Ham them. Radio Crash Course podcast Can't and or emailing us at leah at hamtactical.com. Leaving a review wherever you listen to the podcast will help the Ham Radio Crash Course reach more hams and the ham curious and we appreciate it. Leah, we have a review. <gasps> we it do. is from Demitten73. It's from Michigan? Might be. <laughs> Title is Great Hosts with Ham Radio Centered Content. Oh, thank you. Don't know how many uh, episodes he's listened to. Or they. I don't know. What, uh, so, anyway, they continue. <laughs> <laughs> Josh and Leah bring com great conversation, topics, and perspective with each new episode. It feels natural and enjoyable when the hosts share their chemistry and connection with the listening audience through topics that stimulate the brain, which is usually ham radio related. Uh, wow. Thank you. Very nice. Oh. It reminds me of so conversations. Kindness. Indeed. It reminds me of conversations within any hobby. We don't only talk about the hobby. The thing that brings us together is ham radio, and there is plenty of that in each episode. Josh always brings great ham radio topics and the knowledge to guide the listener on their journey. By asking key questions, Leia ensures the topic is digestible to the listening audience, wow. as well as bringing her own great content to the podcast. This review has been a long time coming. Thanks for all you do. Signed, Tim. Oh, that's so kind, Tim. Very Thank nicely you. written review. That is very, very kind of you. Thank you so much. Oh, you said for... all the things that I want to be said about the podcast. You are Thank you. my Watson. Yeah. <laughs> is that what that says? No. That's what I said. <laughs> I, I am your Watson? Yes. Or Tim is your Watson? No, you. <laughs> I don't know Tim that well. <laughs> so there's that. Like in elementary? What? Like Sherlock Holmes and like where Lucy Liu is Watson? There was I, a I, show called Elementary. No, I, I didn't watch that. I don't know why they have to get all fancy with the Doctor Who's or the Doctor. Oh, my God. The Sherlock's. They don't need to like every Sherlock. The the one, uh, the, the, the human ferret. That was about the most recent good Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> Benedict Cumberbatch. Yes. <laughs> the Doctor Strange. The Doctor Strange. Yes. Yeah. The movies weren't bad mm. with Robert Downey Jr. Those are pretty good, actually. Mm. They did a good job, and Watson was very capable in that because he is actually a doctor. He uses doctoring. So is Lucy Liu. I, I'm, I'm, I'm sure it's great. 
I'm sure it's great. <laughs> Just I don't know why we have to go to the most esoteric thing of Sherlock Holmes. I had to watch it because Lucy Liu was in it. Did you watch the Enola I did. or whatever? I did. Sherlock Holmes is in that. And I want to see, is it Henry Cavill that plays Sherlock Holmes? Henry Cavill plays Sherlock? <laughs> You're like, I am in for this? Man, the man crush you have on... I'm like that pug on TikTok. <laughs> is, is he also obsessed with... The, the dog? The dog that looks at the pictures of Henry Cavill? Yeah, 100%. Henry Cavill plays Sherlock Holmes. Is his brother in it? Sherlock Holmes' brother? Who? Enola is Sherlock Holmes' niece. I understand. But is is someone playing the character of Sherlock Holmes' brother? I, I didn't watch that far. Oh, my God. Lucy Liu wasn't in that one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. All right. Moving on. <laughs> Are you ready? Thank you, Tim. For you thank ready? you, Tim. Are you ready? Are you ready? Into Are the ready? unknown I will go, go. for I shall ready? fear no Let's man go. of peace. Let's go. Let's One go. foot after on. the other, for go. I am prepared to survive. I'm not allergic to bees. Welcome to the Preparedness Corner. This is our weekly dive into the world of preparedness. And just a complete side note in the world of preparedness. I went out to Heber, Utah uh, last month, I think, to hang out with uh, with Mike Glover at Fieldcraft Survival. And he looks a little like Henry Cavill. A little bit, like an Asian <laughs> Henry Cavill. That's why I like him. <laughs> what a dyke. I wonder if he plays 40K. He does not play 40K. <laughs> you never know unless you ask. I'm pretty sure that's a no. Um, anyway, had a great time. We recorded a podcast over at the Fieldcraft Survival Channel. Not our podcast. No, that's, I, I was literally saying over at the Fieldcraft Survival Podcast, mm -hmm. which went live today, the day that this is recording. Uh, it's about 45 minutes. It was a lot of fun, particularly if you are like a preparedness-minded person and you're not fully sold on the idea of ham radio or really any radios. We cover more than, than ham radio in the podcast. But I was there for... Gosh, we shot, we, we recorded all day, got there early in the morning, and we went all day, and then uh, I flew home like that evening. I think there's like three or four videos that are going to come out uh, on while I was there, all kinds of different stuff. So yeah, go check that out. That's, a, that's exciting stuff. Very Being exciting. the Asian Henry Cavill's ham radio guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. All, all right. right. I'll take it. <laughs> this week's preparedness corner. <laughs> Is Henry Cavill part Asian? <laughs> that's, that's not the topic. No. This comes from r slash preppers from user noewan101. Great. <laughs> what boils your oil when you read or watch uh, SHTF fiction? I, I, I know. Will... You're about to. Let me just read it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I pick topics just so you get like really amped about it. <laughs> I enjoy SHTF fiction a lot. But one of the things that sometimes really annoys me is when everything goes straight to hell in just a matter of days, whether it's a pandemic or a Carrington event. Do you remember what a Carrington event is? Yeah, it's like a big solar flare. Uh, uh, going on even though there is plenty of security and resources to go around. 
I mean, a few weeks would probably be believable, but a few days? Come on now. And I also dislike how any character who is current or former military member is automatically a Captain America level superhuman. Or they immediately turn bad. <laughs> and start like flexing power on people and creating little fiefdoms after armageddon and survival family gets a lot of respect for me for not only breaking out of the cycle but also for doing it well as well any tropes that you dislike uh obviously i'll i'll pick the low-hanging fruit of there's just not enough radio use <laughs> like there's just not a, going back to the whole thing with the walking dead how many problems could have just been sorted out by everyone saying staying in the nice, secure fortifications and just using radio to talk to each other? No, I've got to go out and find this person. Like, if you can't hit Hilltop or wherever it is, well, why don't you just put a taller mast up? It's a lot easier to just erect a, a radio mast and put a VHF antenna at the top of it. But what if the problem is the other side doesn't have a mast high enough? Well, they're Hilltop. So assuming they're at the top uh, of a hill. Yes. So, you know, that's not the problem. You got me there. Right. I mean, <laughs> it's in the name. Um, so let's just go with the, the easy one on that one. Okay. The second thing is that it's always like there are <laughs> there's only ever like a couple of guns. And I get it. There's a ton of like AR-15s and variants of AR-15s in our society. But there's just not enough like use of 22. Yeah, use the smaller that's, calibers. That's the funnest caliber. Well, yeah, you need a little fun in the end of the world as we know it. Uh, um, no, it's because you're you're still going to use the appropriate cartridges for the the task at hand, right? Mm -hmm. You're not necessarily going to just go out there and hunt with an AR-15. Yeah, because twenty-two is so plentiful. And and too. I hear everybody screaming that are gun enthusiasts. You absolutely can use an AR-15. I'm not saying you wouldn't, but at the same time, if you have like a good hunting rifle with really nice glass on it, you're probably going to use that, right? And that's not necessarily going to be two, two, three, or five, five, six. It's going to be something else, or it could be a larger round. You know, whatever. Um, but twenty-two has all kinds of uses. You, again, this is also a bit zombie related because. A lot of the end of the world movies have some kind of zombie tie in. Uh, the other thing that always kind of bugs me is I've seen a lot of and it's not all of them and it's certainly gotten better. But like women can either be portrayed as a like a helpless waif mm -hmm. or an overpowered badass. And neither one of them are realistic to me. You know what I mean? I don't think that was true of The Walking Dead. No. And that, that's... um. Kind, a little bit a little bit no mm, yeah a little bit a little bit uh what was the last of us was pretty good at that again but these are zombie movies yeah right if we're talking like take some of the other end of the world movies or tv shows and women are either like to be rescued like you got that damsel in distress thing or they get put in these like you know gender-based roles like you must be the doctor or the mm, nurse, mm. or you must make the food, you know? You're right. The Walking Dead did do a lot better at that. The I, 100 I, I, wasn't that bad either. I didn't watch the 100. Mm. But that's also, like, got a supernatural bend to it, and I don't really care that much. No, the... The oh, 100? The 100 is... <laughs> what? It's been... I, I don't know that it's supernatural. It's futuristic. It's, like, happens in the future. What's the story with the 100, Leah? What's the... Give me the... The, the theses the 100 is like 100 people need to repopulate a planet and they're sent down from like the mothership mm -hmm. oh so it's it's sci-fi yeah not 
yeah okay um so i don't know Th- those are the, some of the ones that jump out to me what about you oh i'm just gonna go down this list oh i thought you already kind of did <clears throat> okay my biggest pet peeve is that authors tend not to understand what they're writing about Oh, yeah. Aircraft that fly for years without regular maintenance or breaking down. Sure. Gasoline that lasts forever. Secret yes. bunkers littering the landscape. <laughs> they're, they're everywhere. That apparently any idiot can stumble across and gain entry. In the rare instance radio makes an appearance, contact is always guaranteed. <laughs> That's good. That's yeah. really good. And not only is it guaranteed, you turn it on. You had you touch nothing on the radio. The frequency that lights up. There's just a person there waiting for you. Right. It's like you called it's like yeah. you called the help desk. <laughs> yes. Yes. I absolutely hate that the main characters who are typically your average Joe can pick up a weapon and be a lean, mean killing machine with it. Right. Yeah. I understand that that's some um, plot armor at work for the sake of the story, but be realistic. A main character would typically struggle to survive and fights for their life. Yeah, for sure. I love the term plot armor, too. Beautiful. I love that term. I love The Walking Dead, but was always baffled by the complete absence of bicycles. (laughs) (laughs) That is fantastic. There's not a damn bicycle in any of those episodes. Uh, and that would be very useful, that actually. Would be very bicycles useful. would be hugely useful. You can make like a little bike trailer to haul your loot. Yeah. And you know, that's a that's a good recommendation for your preps, by the way. If you don't have bicycles in your home for whatever reason. And I don't mean like and we're not saying like an e bike. E bikes are great. Nothing against e bikes. But like just a bicycle. Like a useful bicycle would be a really good not necessarily a road bike, like a standard tire slash urban ride mountain bike would be very, very useful. Yeah, I agree. What else? Uh, we got? Okay. Um, writing as if the art, the abilities of groups of preppers, of sewing, knitting, weaving, crochet, and even making manly stuff out of leather using manly awls instead of needles doesn't exist. For example, I remember one where a guy was writing about finding a train wagon load of durable work clothes, enough to dress the hero's mag for a lifetime. So everyone was relieved because apparently otherwise, sooner or later, they'd have to go naked. <laughs> That's Or running around looking for baby formula instead of just getting a goat. <laughs> like use goat's milk. All good points. Uh, Very often you read about people being all me and mine first, which is fine. But then in the same book, they'll have multiple scenarios of strangers helping the main character without which they wouldn't have survived or gotten home. Right. Because you're at the stage in this post-apocalyptic world where there's scarcity. Mm Mm-hmm. But somehow somebody always lends a helping hand to some stranger. Some completely self-sacrificing, you know. (laughs) We got to get the main character through this, guys. Uh, The fact that bunkers hidden 50 years later still have vegetable oil on the shelf. Oh, yeah. Because oil goes rancid. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Oil is not something you can depend on. It's obvious when the actors and people in charge have no idea how weapons work. The Walking Dead is the worst 
in this, the guns don't have recoil. Yes. Daryl could load his 165-pound crossbow with one hand, fire accurately with no sights, and the bolts would stop in the zombie's head. Whereas in real life, a 165-pound crossbow would send a bolt straight through a human skull and the bolts could be pulled out of the zombie's head and still be in pristine condition and ready to be reused. Didn't Daryl not always collect his arrows? Yeah, he just had like an unlimited quiver. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Some real Hawkeye stuff happening. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think too many authors force feed you their political ideology. Uh, this This is a really big problem to me when watching post-apocalyptic movies right is that now we can't just watch a movie that is post-apocalyptic it has to have some hidden message like oh if we had just protected our planet this could have all been avoided well any any number of things right like where it's just blatant like oh one uh, one of the baddies is clearly a political figure <laughs> literally <laughs> like a carbon copy <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, you've got a guy that kind of looks like the person yeah 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 oh i will drop the link in the show notes for this if anybody wants to contribute to this reddit conversation (laughs) that is it's always a very enjoyable conversation to have i feel like i'm always i'm always like i'm I'm trying to think through the rest of the stuff that that bother me is like there's always a like someone gets injured and they just have to find this magical like drug they got to mm-hmm. go to a pharmacy and find a magical drug. Some do it better. Like they actually have an ailment that would be solved by the drug in question and they go get it. Right. And they just happen. Like the, antibiotics. Like the shelves are bare. Right. Mm-hmm. That there's one pill left on the shelf and it just happens to be that drug. Right. That's happened before. Or they'll uh, they'll look underneath the shelves and it's the last pill bottle that fell. That kind of thing. Although, you know, OK, what are you going to do in the future? You don't really have a solution. Uh, food things regarding crops. They are always talking about getting the crops up and running, right? And yeah. then you look at, like, the amount of people they have to feed versus the land that they're actually growing on. <laughs> it's like a small garden. It's one garden. large it's raised like a, bed. It's like a town. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, there's, there, there's, like, 50 head people, like, all standing around waiting for carrots to grow. It's like, uh, dog, I don't think this is going to do it. Um, and they're usually doing, like lower yield crops or yeah they're not crops even that doing are higher yield four by four gardening but it's like it's like crops that could that do have high yield but they're like full season crops so you're there for four or five months waiting for these to grow and then you're you like grow okay radishes people we got one radishes one uh one meal I'm glad we <laughs> I'm glad i can tell saved. nobody's played farmville okay <laughs> it, yeah it, it's it's always stuff like that is that the the reality of it is that you're just probably not doing enough. Like that's kind of the reality to to actually feed a bunch of people. Yeah, all these people you're have not time for enough. interpersonal drama when you guys should be hoeing the roads to grow. Vegetables. You gotta hoe the roads. That's yeah. right. Like not enough animals if you're gonna eat animals. Not enough chickens for eggs. Like there's just not enough. Manufacturing is the wrong word, but the buildup of the appropriate amount. Right. Especially if you don't have something like a bunch of rice or grains in storage. Right, because how are you going to feed? So just take what's an average chicken put out like a day? One to two eggs. One is probably the standard. And you got 20 people. That's 20 chickens. So what are the chickens going to eat? What are the chickens going to eat? Right? Yeah. 
good it's, all good points solid yeah this this lack of the appropriate economics of the post-apocalyptic it's just it's just unrealistic like it they, and you'll always see it too they'll be like they'll they'll spend like an entire episode on like getting a solar panel running right it's like great good good job you got one you needed solar panel. at most two people on that and you had way too many people working on that when the rest of you guys should have been gardening no <laughs> Like, that's fine. It could just be two people. I don't have a problem with that. But the fact that they only put up a panel, like you need to have a like a huge bank of panels if you're going to have a usable power source. Right. Yeah. It's not going to it's not going to do much for you if it's just one 100 watt panel. I, I saw something recently that I realized that I would do if it were post apocalypse, mm -hmm. which is you can grow crops, certain crops directly in soil bags you just cut a hole in the soil bag and you plant the seeds it'll grow in the soil bag okay the roots will grow out and everything so in a post-apocalyptic situation where you're having to grow food mm -hmm. if you had soil bags you could just take your plants with you <laughs> you know i mean yeah but then like are you going to be able to use those bags over and over every season no, you just need to keep the things that you already started from seeds. Do you know how hard it is? So you're saying if we got to go, they got to be in some kind of portable container. Yeah. Is it a high yield vegetable? I mean, like I get, uh, tomatoes can be grown that way, which in the right conditions result in bushels of yeah. tomatoes. Yeah, that's true. You know? I guess. I see where you're going with that. Yeah. Yeah. It's unfortunate. You just can't do any permaculture stuff. Well, I mean, just think of the amount of wheat you'd have to grow to, like, get pasta or bread. Yeah, you, you just have to grow potatoes. It's very simple. And potatoes grow great in containers. So take your con potato container and go. <laughs> in, a, in a disaster, just steal all the Homer buckets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be the trick for you. I promise. So the show topic for today is... All right, so today's discussion for today is... Go on to the show. The topic of today's show is... Gentlemen, let's get down to business. All right, so a couple of weeks ago, we talked about the best ham radio projects for technicians. That's right. And I... I, I love that topic because, you know, I love I love little projects, having a goal in mind. Sometimes for me, the pursuit of the goal is the whole reason to do the thing. Once I get there, I'm like, well, that was fun. What's the next project, Josh? And then we kind of move on, saunter over to another kit or another thing. But I realize, like, for most people, for, for most, mm, not even technicians, really generals, extras, for the people that kind of, like, stumble into the hobby or have been in the hobby for a while, they kind of, like want to know what to do with it like what yeah. should i be doing mm -hmm. right and sure obviously getting on the radio is the key thing that you should be doing but this is going to be more along the lines of what should you do to build a strong foundation in the hobby okay. as, as somebody starting out so the first thing i'm going to do and, and some of these are repeats but here where i'm going with this if you had no foundation no understanding of of what ham radio was or anything along those lines you got your technician let's even say you just went straight to extra or you went straight to general or something like that but you're straight still to new, extra right what a rock star so you you may have the technical 
prowess, the, the competence, if you will, to do many things in the hobby. Not all things, but, you know, a lot of stuff. You you get how the radios work. You know how to work a Baofeng, for instance, because you watch some videos or whatnot. But the first thing you need to do is, like, find your group, right? And I don't mean, like, online necessarily in this case. I think online is great. Obviously, the Ham Radio Crash Course Discord, our Facebook group, the community on YouTube— that is where we go online. And for a lot of people, that's somewhat their only option, right? Mm -hmm. So it's great. I love everybody. This is not saying anything bad about, about the community at all. But I still stick to my guns when I say the best way to learn ham radio or to learn from someone is like in person, right? A, you show me how this works, I show you how something else works, or we work on this project together, etc. Et you show me how ham radios work, I will show you how to bake chocolate chip cookies. Right, or I'll bake the cookies and bring them to you, and oh. then we can you okay. show me how to use radio. So clubs are obviously, everybody's like, oh yeah, join a club, join a club. But as we know, it's kind of getting harder and harder to find good clubs, and this is no shade to... Yeah, and again, we're not throwing any shade out no. anywhere. And somewhat of what I'm saying, I think, has almost become a trope in the sense that, like, oh, clubs are dying, clubs are no good, blah, blah, blah. I know that's not true uh, because I've done talks at amazing clubs. I get emails from clubs who are doing new and interesting things in ham radio, and they're on the whatever you'd call the cutting edge of ham radio. And, and they're definitely out there. So that's where I will start. I've mentioned it before, the ARRL has a locator for find a club. Now, the downside with the find a club locator is it's only for affiliated clubs that have kind of signed up, if you will, to be an ARRL affiliated club, meaning they got a lot of members that are like a part of the ARRL, meaning mm. they paid to, to join the ARRL, right? Mm -hmm. I think the leadership all has to be members of the ARRL, something like that, to at least get the accredited um, kind of button there if you will so that could leave a lot of clubs out so how do you find these other clubs well i'm of the opinion and i'll tell you that this has worked for me in the past is using repeaters as a way to find out where clubs are and which clubs are active clubs hey where do you live <laughs> well by its very nature a repeater is a close radio line of sight communications tool mm -hmm. and depending on the summit or hill or building that that repeater is on it's likely got a call sign that call sign could be club related or be real have the same call sign as the repeater owner who's also like a club member a club president a whatever and so this disjointed nature of ham radio kind of becomes difficult in finding good clubs but here's what i've done in the past and just through my journeys and scanning around on the bands and listening when i drive i inevitably run into annette right so funicelli annette funicelli funicello isn't it funicello okay uh anyway there will be nets, weekly nets, bi-weekly nets, monthly nets, whatever, that, that end up popping up, and I hear people talking, and they'll usually give the name of a club that they're working for, or it's a CERT group, or it's an Aries group, or whatever. Well, those all are kind of like clubs, if you get down to it, right? And so 
write those da- those names down, those call signs down. And because they're call signs, you can literally go on QRZ, find an email address for these individuals usually, and look them up and message them and say like, hey, I heard you on this net on this such and such day. I'm curious, do you guys have a club meeting? Where do you meet? Uh, is there any more information, etc." I have done this. I've done this multiple times to find different people out there in ham radio. Another kind of way you can do this is Use something like repeater book, find the local repeaters. They'll always have the name of the call sign of the person that runs that repeater. And you can message them saying, hey, I'm kind of starting out new in the hobby. Uh, I heard lots of people talking on your repeater. Do you guys ever meet in person? Do you guys ever, is there a club that you're attached to, right? So it sounds like the first thing you're saying that we should do is actually get on a repeater. It can help. It can help. And so there's some people who are like listening to this right now and they go, oh, I don't I don't have any repeaters in my area, Josh. What am I supposed to do? Yeah, that that's that's the downside of this is that that is true. Oh, yeah. Sorry, buddy. Yeah. (laughs) There may still be a club in your area, though. So going back to the ARRL is one thing. Um, The Googles are not great at finding clubs in your area because Google's just kind of going to like give you the ARRL back at you. Or they're going to give you back whatever the highest hits are when you pull up the term ham radio club. This is where you reach out to the AI overlords. Uh, maybe. <laughs> I actually don't know. AI might be able to help you. I don't know if you say like, what's I'm a good look ham it up club? Right now, you keep talking. What's I'm a good ham club in Southern California? Or, or pick something harder than Southern California. It's too easy. But that might be an option. We may have a, a hot live update here. Scanning repeaters once you have your radio located is a fast way to not just find a club, but to find repeaters where people are talking about things that you're interested in. And so just because you can't find a club or a good club, you might be able to find friends. And oftentimes those friends are going to be just as valuable, sometimes more valuable than a club having to deal with club things and whatnot. So always be scanning. Feel free to reach out and talk with people when you find good repeaters. But here's the thing that I've, I've kind of like, I, I want people to understand when it comes to kind of getting in with people on a repeater. There are some repeaters out there that when you hop onto them and you try to talk to people, they kind of ignore you or they'll talk to other folks and et cetera, et cetera. That might not be the right repeater for you. Keep scanning if that comes up. But if you do find yourself in an area where there's not a lot of repeaters and that is the repeater, just keep at it. You know, um, eventually people are going to have they're going to know your call sign. There may be one or two people that will talk with you and then it'll just start to grow from there. It's almost like trying to join a group of real friends, like real people in, you know, that you meet at a public location or what offer that you see there all the time you don't just run up to them and be like and we're friends now right and then everybody just adopts you in as part of the friend group and then you're good to go oftentimes the the smaller communities within these repeaters are going to be slightly insular and they're going to know each other by name possibly know each other from being around them in person so you're kind of stepping in as an outsider and and that's just the reality of it so it's okay. It's it's kind of like, how do you make friends online or how do you make friends in person? Well, this is how do you make friends on ham radio? And the, the honest thing is you just kind of keep showing up and you don't have to be like trying to be the one who talks the most. And you just kind of say, hey, just want to let you know, guys know I'm out here. My call sign is blah, blah, blah. I live kind of by, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I really like the repeater. You guys sound great. You know, keep up the good work. You know, that kind of thing. And just be around, if you will. 
Do you what have, you're uh, saying is really interesting because the first place I would go if I was looking for people in my area uh-huh. that that operate ham radio is I would go to Facebook and just search ham radio sure. in my city. Well, we're going to get to that. We're going to get to the social media aspect of it as well. Facebook is probably going to be the best one because it's going to be local for your city. Mm-hmm. But again, you might you might just not have any large ham radio community in your area. That's mm-hmm. that's a possibility, which sucks. I get it, but you know that's that's kind of the thing. And then then you might have to then okay. Now we're starting to go through the uh, the forensics, if you will. You can go to the FCC database and you can look up hams in your area by like your zip code. Mm. Now then you could take those call signs of the people you find and you could reach out to them directly, and you could say like, hey. Sorry to just, you know, blow you up out of the blue. Um, I just got my ham license or I'm new in the area or whatever. And I'm just curious, like, what do you what do you guys do? Is there a club? Is there a peer you hang out on? Do you go do pod activations? What what what's the story? And I, I promise you all this effort. It sounds like pseudo predatory. It's like I got to find all the hams and I got to uh, infiltrate their club, their group. And, you know, so they'll teach me the ways. No, it, it's still based off of the like, if you find your group and your group's cool and you like hanging out with them, you're going to learn things. It's going to keep you engaged in the hobby and you're going to stick around with it, which is kind of, you know, what, you know, what's that's the goal. Plus, it's nice to have somebody to go soda and poda with. Sure. Or just build antennas that you're going to go off and then do soda and put on your own. Right. And I mean, there's all kinds of things, fun little builds, you know, club builds are often really nice ways to get expertise and help when you're doing something by yourself. When you screw something up by yourself, you're kind of on your own and you got to look up things online. Uh, And it's sometimes a not a scary place, but a somewhat bewildering place, particularly if you're new. So that's kind of why clubs are, are really good. But obviously, we talked about just meeting people uh, on the repeaters. All that stuff is extremely valuable. Now, I'm saying go to events, right? So I'm going to mention a couple of events. There is a ham swap meet. It's just called the W6TRW swap meet. It is the last weekend of the month, every month, and it is in Redondo Beach, California. That has been going on for decades i believe now yeah definitely decades and it's it's ran by the w6 trw club it's a fun get together and a lot of people that show up to it are not even members of that club they're just ham people you can meet all kinds of ham people just that are out there kind of selling stuff or there's booths or tables that are set up by other ham clubs or they're just people that are interested in stuff like there's a guy that always comes out and he does like fast scan television he has fast scan television equipment. That's what he always has out. There's another group of guys that always have boat anchors. There's another group of guys that have like Motorola radios. There's another guy that has oscilloscopes. Those are all individual, interesting little rabbit holes within the hobby. And if you're passionate about any one of those things, it's probably a good idea to exchange call signs with that individual and kind of get to know them or at least have him let you know when they when he's got something new and interesting that's used, right? So really valuable. Obviously, the opening of this show, the Ham Radio Minute, we mentioned field day and how you should go to some field days, particularly if you're new. Go to field day and check, like, go explore, like, talk to people. Go watch them activate or operate on the radio. And sometimes they'll even let you hop in and make some contacts or potentially log for them, which, again, these are all things that you may not have access to. So very, very good things to do. 
uh, contests in general. If you go to the eight day call it uh, the eight day contest calendar, if you Google that, that'll show you all the contests that are coming up um, within a month, week, year schedule. You can set the calendar, uh, the, the view focus of the calendar. There are a number of contests every year that are for or can be ran by people that have technician licenses. Field day, obviously you can use your technician license for field day on 10 meters and 40 and 80 if you know CW, but you get the idea there. And then last but not least, do a parks on the air activation. Get on 10 meters, do parks on the air. You'll start to get to know people and you'll sometimes have a ham radio operator just walk up to you as one did when I was out doing a parks on the air a couple of weekends ago when we were at Bolsa Chica State Beach. I had a ham who was very active in POTA. We made a contact. He was down the street from me. He drove over. We talked for a while. And now I know a really cool guy, really cool ham that I could reach out to in the future. And he told me, he's like, hey, you know, let me know if you're going to be in this area again doing a POTA and I'll, I'll come out. I'm like, yeah, absolutely. And I, we exchanged, you know, obviously I have his call sign. He has mine. And I'm like, yeah, let me know if you're going to do anything like, you know, kind of new and interesting because we've hit up all these, you know, beach parks at this point. But uh, yeah, there's just some ideas on what you should do to create a good foundation in ham radio. It's obviously a little bit local, right? The reason for the local is it's a bit harder to set up the, the local foundation or you just you might have a bad luck of the dice and you just don't have a local hobby or a local foundation for getting started in the hobby. So, of course, online always exists. You can still come to our Discord. We can answer all your questions. You can join the after chats. But that's easy, I feel. Like, that's anyone can do that at any time, and we welcome everybody. But if you can find good hams that you can actually be in the presence of, that's extremely valuable. And it helped me out a ton when I was starting out. I, I asked ChatGPT. Mm -hmm. And... I asked it for ham radio clubs in or near Cheyenne, Wyoming. Mm. Because isn't Wyoming a pretty hard state to get? Yep. Okay. Cheyenne Amateur Radio Club, W7YRC. Okay. Uh, Laramie County Amateur Radio Emergency Service, Aries. Oh, cool. Southeast Wyoming Amateur Radio Association, which we've heard from before. Sawara. Yeah. yeah. So, ChatGPT, maybe check that out. Hey, check that out. Found all three of them. Yeah. <laughs> and then when I was like, oh, what are some uh, ham radio repeaters? And then it's like, ah, I don't really have up-to-date information, blah, blah, blah. But the 2-meter band, 144 to 148 megahertz, and the 70-centimeter band, seven, uh, 420 to 450 megahertz, are commonly used for ham radio repeaters. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Yeah, so there's a lot of different ways to go, and hopefully uh, that was helpful. I had another point, but I think I lost it when you when you came in there with the chat GPT. I got mm -hmm. I got sidetracked by the the fact that it it actually found something <laughs> valuable. <laughs> <laughs> now I haven't checked to see whether or not Chat GPT is accurate on this. It could have just been making stuff up <laughs> because apparently some lawyer used Chat GPT for some. Uh, legal arguments mm -hmm. and then it turned out that the cases that it referenced were fake cases oh no who of course of course who could have who could have expected this yeah no i <laughs> i didn't i totally saw that coming 
Yeah, you know, that's looking at the lineage or the legacy of amateur radio, like throughout the years, it was almost assumed that w to become a ham, you had to like know other hams. Right. It was kind of hard to go it alone like people can do it's now. It's so highly technical. It is. It's a technical hobby, and that's not going away. It's not going to change. They're not going to make the iPhone of ham radio. They might, but you're going to be fairly limited uh, in capability, I assume, if you do that. It, getting the technical is is part of the joy. And there's no one-stop shopping here. So even if you find a good club, there's going to be some things that the, the clubs just, you know, aren't that great at or, you know, they're just not that interested in. Um, so, yeah, you know, always make sure that you're trying to pull information from all the things, right, everywhere you can. Uh, but again, having people that you can bounce ideas off of in person are a really good thing. I, for, I think I didn't mention one group, and if you're in Southern California, the PAPA system is a huge group of repeaters. They have like, I think it's almost weekly, uh, like breakfast meetups. Oh, and it fun. bounces around to different counties because they're everywhere. Like they have one in Fullerton. They have one down in the OC. They have one over in LA. They're everywhere. And that's another really good group, right? So that's that's not necessarily a club. That is a system of repeaters, right? So again, going back to the repeater comment, you got lots of options, hopefully. And if you don't, again, you know, you've got some other ways to go about it. So hopefully these were good ideas. We love your feedback on the show topics and you can send them to Leah at hamtactical.com. We appreciate it. What's happening? The staircase has changed, remember? Let's go this way. Before the staircase moves again. And when you send us emails, we read them on the Ham Radio Crash Course email correspondence tower. On the left side, in the big compound where the tower looms upon the horizon, on the left side there's a small building. It's called the Physical Mail Depot. We did not have any physical mail this week, but we appreciate everybody who sent things in the past. It means a lot to us when you guys send stuff, but you don't have to. We do mention it, though, because we've gotten a lot, and thanks again for that. On the right, another small building, there is the voicemail annex it's a series of reel-to-reel -reel tapes that we have connected to uh war games like modems where you have the handset literally resting right. on a box uh -huh. that connects to a, a computer that is just massive it's a it's a wall of lots computer. of needles and, yes. and spinny bits mm -hmm. and all kinds of things mm -hmm. um all they're all vacuum tubes everything's just full of vacuum tubes back there but there you can call they call this they, they call it a telephone number okay and you can speak your letter that you would like to send to us with your voice and it will be captured it's so technologically advanced. it will be captured on this reel-to-reel -reel tape player that leia is going to work the rewind and play and fast forward very That's quickly yes. so that we can hear your recordings and leia what is that telephone number that people use if they'd like to send us one of these digital voice messages 562-334-2389 this is right. about to be a lot of work for me apparently yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> and away we go hi josh and leah this is chris alpha alpha seven charlie whiskey calling to you from seaside oregon where we're hey chris just, i'm attending the cpac uh, ham fest today 
Oh, yeah. Nice. Uh, we got great weather and uh, good deals. I got myself a buddy pole and an SWR meter. I expect to use those tomorrow when I go to Ecola State Park. That's Ecola, not Ecoli. I was going to say, Ecola State <laughs> that Park is not a good park to visit. The uh, POTA activation. Good and place to go for some runs. I want to say that. And I really like your podcast. Best part is Leia's laugh. Aw, thank you. Alpha Alpha 7, Charlie. With... Thank you so much. This park is entirely made of raw chicken. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. It's a, they've got to swap out the raw chicken, though. Yeah, they yeah. what they do is it's actually um, the, the, the grounds are really just uh, cutting boards. Oh. And they take the chicken out, and then they yeah. put raw pork. Ooh, and then yeah. they switch it every week. That is. That's how they. That's how they keep the name. That's. <laughs> that is a very labor-intensive park <laughs> to spread disease. <laughs> it's the only way they can keep the name. It's a highly coveted name. <laughs> so many other parks are vying for this. <laughs> yeah, come on. Well, <laughs> thank you so much, Chris. I really thank you, Chris. It. Uh, please stay safe. Yeah, <laughs> just, seriously. <laughs> Equalize no joke. Here is your Clorox-soaked Tyvek suit. Do it. Hey, Josh and Leah. This is Tim from Michigan. Uh, hey, Tim. Tango Mike India. Oh. Uh, just calling is to... Is this uh, the Tim? Uh, that'd be good for the voice to be able to uh, talk a little more about that ADT article. Uh, <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> Michigan, we're Michiganders, not Michiganians. Uh, uh, Josh, yes. he liked the idea of youpers. Uh, well, it goes Yupas. a little further than that. Uh, if you're from the Upper Peninsula, you're a youper. Right. If you're from the Lower Peninsula, you're a troll. You live <laughs> under the bridge. And that's the Mackinac Bridge, which uh, links St. Ignace to uh, Mackinac State City. Shade. Um, another thing, if you're from the southern part of the state of the Lower Peninsula, consider it a flatlander. We are uh, kind of similar to um, Illinois and Iowa, a little bit flatter down here, but the further north you get, there's a little more terrain. Um, if you're a tourist and you're coming to our uh, our cities to uh, kind of take in the scene, the sights. They're called fudgies because what? Michigan is known for their fudge. <laughs> um, just thought that'd be uh, some interesting facts for you guys. Well, thank uh, been you. a long-time listener. Um, you guys did a lot to help me get into the uh, to the hobby. And uh, I have a follow-up email with some more information. Been meaning to do this for a while, so <laughs> I just want to say thank thanks you. for all you do. Again, this is Whiskey 8, Tangle Mike India. You guys have a good day. Thank you so much, Tim. So, You know Tim, what's like uh, hilarious is yes. that Chris left an entire voicemail about the the CPAC Outfest. Yes. <laughs> and we just focused on E. coli, which is not the name of the park. <laughs> what was the name of the park? It, e. coli. E. coli. There's not even an I at the end. <laughs> no. How did we get over there? No, yeah, CPAC happened last weekend. I was asked if I was going to go. I obviously did not. It's in it's in Oregon, uh, but a lot of people I know went. And I do. Love it's on Oregon. the list of things. That might be the only ham fest I could probably talk land into going to because it's in Oregon. I I just man, I love Oregon, and in a way, I love the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, like as places to visit. I don't think I could handle the rainfall <laughs> if okay. this winter in California has taught me anything. It's yeah, June you, and it's still cold. You were barely a week into the rain and you were like, uh, I know we need it really bad. I don't want to complain. I don't need it anymore. <laughs> Where we I live. Feel, I feel trapped. <laughs> I'm very conflicted. 
by what's <laughs> happening around here. So here's an interesting thing. That voicemail was left by Tim in uh, Michigan. The, the first the first one was Chris. Now we're talking about Tim. Right. So yeah. Tim mm-hmm. in Michigan. Yes. And our comment, our our review we got. The mitts. Was from the Mitten. Oh. Also named Tim. Oh, is it the same Tim? And Tim is he, really showing up for us. And this week. he wrapped up the review saying, This review has been a long time coming. Yeah. And Tim in the voicemail said, This is something I've been meaning to do for a long time. Tim, thank you for showing up for us. If it's the same Tim, thank you very much. Thank you. But if it's a different Tim, thank you very much to that Tim. So many Tims. All the Tims. All the Tim Tams. I was Yep. <laughs> And you asked me what those uh, what those things were on that picture. Yeah, they're they're Australian cheese puffs. You didn't bring Cheezles. any of those back. Cheezels. It's you know we ate those things. Those things were gone. All those snacks were gone. The only thing that survived was the uh, squeeze tube of you Vegemite. Me. Which me. Like I you couldn't have Ziploc bagged some goodies for me. There was nothing left. We ate everything. There was a house of like 20 dudes and they've never had Australian goods. They were gone. The Tim Tams were the first thing. Those things were those. The the trepidation at which I saw the Americans unwilling to think that this was going to be like better than. Oh, it's better than the, any of our shelf cookies. Like a shelf Hands cookie. Hands down. It take. Almost I'm not any saying shelf fresh cookie. baked to no, Tim Tam. We're not no. saying that. We're not saying that. Like a Tim Tam shelf cookies. If Tim Tams were to become a Girl Scout cookie, they would be the best Girl Scout yeah. cookie. Oh, one hundred. Like easily, easily, yeah. they would take over. Take that lemonades. They make a mint Tim Tam. Like it would take over Thin Mints. Oh, because it's it's actually so airy. The Tim okay. Tams are just the, the wafer. Light yeah, they're it's very light. It's so delightful. It's 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 a combination of both light, but then having like a fudge in the middle, and then also chocolate coating. Yeah, you. Watch- I still have not had the self control to bite off two tips of a Tim Tam, and try to use it as a straw. Yes. Yeah, I we heard that. The fact that Leia says it's so light, the entire thing, that is one hundred percent dipped in chocolate. Yes. And then separated the wafers <laughs> with fudge. Oh, it's so light and airy. No, it's, it's very just, it's sweet. It's a night light. Crisp. I'm not talking about sweetness. I'm talking about okay. texture. Okay. The sweetness and the chocolate is great. It's, it's very crisp. good. You can get these occasionally in the United States. Go to like a cost plus world market. It's not occasionally. They stock it. It's a regular. I don't. That they they stock. stock it down here. I don't know about the whole country. I, if I'm not ready to stand on that claim. world market doesn't have tim tams you better go talk to that manager immediately you get go to go to world market get yourself for those that are of age a pims cup oh yeah and some tim tams do they have pims at world market i don't think so that's what we got it the first time they have hard liquor at world market no i think it's just beer and wine you sure yeah no the first time we got uh, was Pim's, that the Bevmo that was, was next door? Was that a Bevmo? Was that next door to was? <laughs> no, I think it was the Bevmo in Cyprus. Oh, that maybe. Yeah. Okay. So many, so many worldly deliciousness. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh well, thank you so much, Tim from the Mitten. Tim from the Mitten. Appreciate it. Good old Mitten Tim. Hey, Josh and Leah, it's Mike Kilo hey, Mike. Zero Victor India Mike the Traveling Ham. And I am currently hoeing roads up in northern Colorado, 
And I've got a field day preparations question for you. Uh, I've got a spot picked out at high elevation. I'll be at 7,500 feet and nice. in a Puda park. Nice. And I am thinking about running two radios simultaneously. So I would enter as a 2B, 1B. So I'd be portable, two radios operating simultaneously, one operator, and on battery. Now, the, the power part I think I can figure out because I'm thinking of uh, running uh, – FT8 uh, dedicated on one radio and then banging out Morse code contacts on the other radio Ooh, uh, nice. just when I get time. I'm not doing my hardcore uh, two radios, one operator kind of thing where I'm right. going back and forth the entire time, but just kind of pecking out contacts uh, as I can in FT8 breaks on the other radio. But I got a question here. I, I do have the power figured out because I'll be hooked up to the RV. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we've got 400 amp hours of battery. I've got 800 watts solar on the roof. Oh, okay. Uh, so so that'll keep me going good throughout the day, as long as I can talk to my wife and like not doing laundry at the same time or or something like that. We do have a generator, but of course for the for the battery category on field day, I can't run it. Right. But my question is on the antennas. If I'm running one FT8 radio, like say on a vertical antenna, and on mm-hmm. a horizontal antenna or instead halfway. I'm running a CW station, mm-hmm. both at five watts. Would I have to have a bandpass filter on both of those to get that done? If I had to purchase those, that would probably be cost prohibitive for me, and I would just do the one radio thing. But I wanted to see what uh, what you guys thought about that. Appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Seven three. Ooh, good question. I see Josh's thinking face on Mike. I'm I'm looking up slightly. Mm. and far off in the distance it's true i'm visually i'm a visual thinker you are (laughs) so i i have so many thoughts on this but the easy answer is tim you got two weeks try it (laughs) like i why are you asking me man try it because i don't know what antennas you have i don't know how long how far away the antennas will be there's probably some kind of sweet spot where if you can get the antennas far enough away from each other without going too far that you violate the field day rules from range that they're all in, which I, I don't think you're going to be playing in that space. Um, th- there may be, I don't think chokes are going to do it. If you hear it, you hear it. I imagine that they're both, when FT8 is on, when you're transmitting, it's full duty cycle. And when obviously you're transmitting CW, that's full duty cycle. So I have a feeling that, yeah, they, they likely will interfere with each other. On FT8, it'll probably deal with it. It's probably not going to care as much, and you're probably running that secondary anyways. It's the, it's the Morse code that I'm the most concerned about. When you're transmitting on FT8, are you going to hear that signal uh, in your ears if you're running uh, head, headphones, which I assume you probably will be? That could be a problem. And yeah, the the real only way around that is um, some good bandpass filters. It's probably too late to get bandpass filters, too. Really? Yeah, because they're not really in stock, and you have to put yourself on a list, a mailing list. Like, Are you serious? Yeah. You can't just walk into an HRO and get bandpass filters? No. They, they're, they're like unobtainium right now. Normally, I would point people to Can you DX... make your own bandpass filter? Oh, you, you probably could make your own pass, bandpass <laughs> filters. That might be an option. You never say up, never. You could look up plans and figure out how to do that. I, I have not looked into them, so I don't know how good... Uh, like, I don't know. I don't know. There's There are probably some parts in there that are not easy to find. 
and and that could be um, what would prevent you from being able to make a go at that. I'm not sure. It sounds like bandpass filters are probably not in your future to begin with, just based off of what you said in that email. So I would tell you that like, it, it sounds like you're going out no matter what. And if you just do one operator, you're gonna do one operator. So if you get out there and the second radio works and it doesn't play havoc with the first radio, well, that's just gravy on the on the mashed potatoes, if you will. So no big deal. If you want to know, know the answer before you go out there, then you'd probably have to set up your station to some matter of proximity or, you know, a copy of what you plan on doing when you're out in the field. And, and then that would give you the definitive answer. So I don't know. I, like, maybe probably i'm, I'm going well, how with do, probably like uh, the people who do two flex radios at a time during field day or during contests bandpass filters, filters yeah. right yeah or um or they have a flex radio with you know one input or they've got two inputs two antenna inputs and they're doing that internally in the mm. radio so like my radio has multiple antenna inputs and i can run I can basically run a multi-type setup. Um, it, it's not exactly the same. Only one is transmitting at a time, obviously. The problem is when you're transmitting with one and it's it's blasting into the receiver of the other mm -hmm. is, is the problem. So, yeah, yeah, there's it's likely they're going to interfere. But five watts, uh is no that was the key thing wait, 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 wait. Something... wait, wait I, okay. I take that back Ooh. probably i'm taking I'm, I'm lowering probably down to a maybe or a low maybe at five watts you might be fine you you you're likely going to be fine actually now that i think about it um if it were me okay so now this is me i'm saying if i was in your shoes i had the motorhome i could just throw all my crap in there and drive on out there i just gamble that it was going to work and then I'd set everything up, and if it didn't work that great, I'd try to make a go at it, and if it ever pissed me off, I'd just turn the other radio off. But five watts, you're probably going to be good. I'm amending my original assessment there slightly. Well, is a bandpass filter something that a lot of people have, like, multiples of? Uh, no. You generally have one per band of operation for the radios you're going to be transmitting on mm -hmm. for the antennas you have, and you use them on field day. <laughs> So there's no way to borrow one. Oh, you might be able to with your club, but your club probably has a set that they use for field day. Mm. There are bandpass filters that I think you can get off of like Wish, but they're um, it's not going to the, the Chinese the Chinese bandpass filters are not great. Mm. Yeah. All right. Well, you know what? That's uh, at first when you answered that, I was like, well, obviously the reason that Mike is asking you this question is because he left a voicemail on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, I still haven't bought a set of bandpass filters. They're not cheap. They're hundreds of dollars. Oh, hundreds, hundreds. That's why so people don't have multiples. Yeah. It's, it's cost prohibitive to buy a bunch of bandpass filters. But hey, not mention a triplet. I need a, But I need in a like two weeks, you could try to build a bandpass filter and that's a pretty cool project. Yeah. Yeah. You could probably do it in a couple of weeks. Well, again, it depends if there's some unobtainium part that you can't get that I don't know. All right, well, Mike, let us know how it goes. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious. Give us an email update, whichever way it goes. Email, voicemail, whatever you prefer. Sure. The next email, or voicemail. Leigh and Josh, this is Kevin, <laughs> WA4KBM. Hey, Kevin. 
Uh, just was listening to your podcast on uh, the Motorola radio. Oh, yes. Um, yes, I am envious you have one of those. Um, and uh, those are awesome radios. You were talking about the large size for the uh, uh, PTT button and things of that sort. Stop and think for those up Gloves. north. Gloves. I know. Gloves. Um, in uh, uh, snowy blizzard weather, yep. uh, doing uh, searches, rescue, things of that sort, they're wearing very heavy gloves. You need to have a very large PTT button. Uh, <clears throat> That's a very that good without point. Having to take your gloves off in the frigid weather. But uh, other than that, uh, life is good. Um, have a uh, uh, just built a uh, multi-band uh, inverted V dipole, nice, which uh, operates uh, very well. I'm hoping everything is going well with you folks. Kudos to Edison on his uh, shenanigans. <laughs> Thank you. And we'll pass it along. <laughs> Kevin, WA4KBM, out. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you. Yeah, and you know what? It should be worth noting, too, is that, you know, a lot of the people that are rocking the Motorola's, they're just, like, outside their body in those frigid temperatures, and they work great, uh, even with the large PTT button with their gloves and all that. Like, they're – it's a hard-use radio. I have to say, I am, I am enjoying it. Damn it. I have yeah. to admit. <laughs> why, do you, why are you so upset? Because like, they are very expensive handhelds. Yeah, no, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you're talking about that radio that I have is like 10 years old. Mm -hmm. And you can expect to pay between $250 and $500 for that radio. And that will for come a with, 10 year old radio. That will come with a myriad of accessories and other things and in lots of different instances. But yeah, it is it is a hard use radio. It is a it is a very hard Where use radio. Where did you radio. get it? eBay's. You wow. Can blame Shane. Shane, Shane's not invited to the to the Shane, the bonfire. Shane anymore. hit me. When did he hit me? He hit, he hit you. That's abuse. He hit me and told me I had to buy it. <laughs> he told me I had to buy it. No, um, no more hot dogs I woke for up, Shane. <laughs> I woke up. It was I think it was like a Sunday. So it was after the live stream, and I probably stayed up too late. And I woke up. And the first text message I had was from Shane, I think. Check it out, man. And he's like, he's like, I don't know. I found a pretty good deal on a, an XTS 5000. It's like got all the things. Got the charger, the battery, the antenna. It's, it's refurbished, so it's like brand new, basically. And he's like, yeah, I don't know. Just, just check it out. And I'm, like, is that a, <laughs> I'm like, is that a good price, Shane? He's like, yeah, it's a good deal. And that was it. And I just bought the damn thing <laughs> in, my, in my barely awake stupor. And then I, I bought so it. And I'm Mike, like, the, or or uh, Kevin, there's no reason to be envious, Kevin. You too can just have Shane, Shane wake you up. Yeah. Um. And and I was like, okay, I bought it. He goes, that was fast. And I'm like, I just woke up. <laughs> I don't really know what's happening right now. Shopping in a fugue state. I, I like wake up. I hit my social medias. I check my messages, my emails, and then I'm like about my day at that point. But if you hit me at just right, I'm like semi away Shane's about to get blocked from your yeah, phone. Yeah, Shane, Shane's uh, Shane's he, in trouble, right? He now. figured out <laughs> He figured out the way to to get me. 
I hope you're listening, Shane. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much, Kevin. On to the last voicemail. Hello, this is Kilo One Mike Alpha Zulu Nathan in Southern Vermont. Hey, Nathan. Hello, Southern Vermont, as it might be. Um, I don't know if you heard about the wildfires of Quebec. Maybe you've discussed it already. Quebecois is on fire. About yep. in the news. Um, so Vermont is borders the province, the Canadian province of Quebec, mm-hmm. and. Um, so currently we have like, uh, let me check. Uh, it's, I think I believe it's the airnow.gov website, which tells you the air quality of your area. Welcome to California. Um, it's in an unsafe <laughs> level right now. So, yeah. Um, in Vermont, we, like all the mountains are kind of hazy or any distance things. Mm-hmm. And you can kind of smell, it smells like a little bit of like wood smoke all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, but not like eh. it smells like you're at your not barbecue rare, joint. You can't breathe <laughs> really well unless you have some breathing issues. Yeah, New York is. So I looked, and today it's uh, Wednesday night. Um, they have like really thick, <laughs> almost like smog or light blocking smoking like New York City more towards that area so it kind of swoops around where I live yeah, and New the really York bad is the stuff is down by New York right City and stuff yeah, like most. almost like an orangey uh, coloring so I was just uh, giving you a local report from well, Kilo One Mike Zulu in Southern Vermont and um, radio based stuff I'll have a quick email with a couple of photos um, All right. from a little jaunting adventure to uh, the city not with it did a jaunt <laughs> not with the smoke stuff but like last Friday I had and it's right. radio related so look out for that a lot later in the podcast so this is Kilo One Mike Afazulu struggling to breathe <laughs> hang in there Nate I... yeah and well, I, I'll make the correction you, oh yeah thank you Nathan I'll make the correction. Uh, New York is now one of the most polluted in the air, right? Air pollution. Right. It was already the most polluted city for all the other types of pollution. Wow. <laughs> Just kidding. Kidding, kidding, kidding. That's the home of Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. You know, don't dis- don't besmirch Spider-Man's home. Spiderman. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting because I saw some TikToks about people complaining that there's nobody from California making TikToks explaining how to deal with this wildfire air pollution. You stay indoors. Yeah. And it's you don't jog. And the answer is you check the internet, air quality's bad. You don't go outside. <laughs> that's that's you how you change deal your with air filter air filter in your air conditioner, whatever you got. Like that's what you do. You yeah. You wait till it's done, or mm-hmm. if your air filter was already really old. Mm-hmm. Like you haven't, because you know what it is. If you're listening to this, your air filter is probably <laughs> go change your air filter. Go change your air filter. <laughs> Listen to the podcast while changing your air filter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, swap that thing out, and then when it's done, swap it out again. Keep your doors closed. Don't leave all that stuff open because it's going to suck everything into the house. I mean, we we often here in California, we often will wake up and there's ash on our cars, yes. right? 
And we're not even talking about fires that are close to us. It's just the way that the smoke moves around, it gets into everything, onto everything. You will smell like smoke depending on how close you are to some of these fires. And we're not even close, and it still happens to us. So, I mean, there, there's no hot tips other than stay away. <laughs> stay away and keep all your doors closed. Uh, Rhea, somebody, Rhea posted a picture of uh, the smoke. Like she had a, mm -hmm. a picture of, of a cityscape with the smoke. And somebody gave her all, of course, instead of just being like, wow, that's that's wild. Like that would be my comment. Like, well, that's wild. Mm -hmm. Somebody came in with like a two paragraph thing on what she should be doing for like oh. smoke prevention. Like you need to go change the filters on your house. You need to go swap the, th the filter on your car. Like very like you coming from the, the know-it-all standpoint. I don't think the person was, but that's how it kind of read. Mm. And Rhea shows, did you know that the Tesla has a setting? that uh is biological weapon filtration no there's literally a biohazard icon on listen. the tesla and you click it and listen, it like Linda. seals everything up and it goes all through the filter i bet it's bs yeah i totally believe it's bs yeah, yeah. i think yeah. it's just made up yeah like everything musk does <laughs> it's probably just a recirculation button <laughs> It, it just opens a hole to the outside. <laughs> it's a boba straw that pops out of the, the ceiling. But you know what I'm talking about, right? In your car. Mm -hmm. in cars, All cars have filters yeah. now. Yeah. But you, when you smell something bad coming through your vents, you hit the recirculation so that it's just cycling in car air versus yes. exterior air. You can't just relabel that biohazard. <laughs> If everyone didn't know this, <laughs> by the way, this is a life hack pro tip, if you will. When your car achieves the temperature that you want it to be, mm. turn on the recirculator. Mm. Because then the car is just recirculating the air that's already in the car. At the right the temperature. At the right temperature. Right. You don't have to spend extra cycles to heat the air up or cool the air down. It is all just maintaining, maintenance, if you will. Ooh. It will actually, I, I believe, I think, my dad told me this, and I've trusted my dad on all these things since I was a little kid. Mm -hmm. That's where I learned most of this junk, um, is it actually is more efficient for your vehicle once it, you, you turn the heater on if it's cold, right? That kind of thing to bring the, the, the vehicle up to temperature or you know, eventually you do. Um, sorry, that's the other way around. If it's too hot, you turn the heater on. If it's cold, you leave the heater off, wait for the engine to come up, then you turn the heater on. And then once it's up to temp, then you turn the recycle on. What if your dad's just been lying to you this whole time? I mean, but that was cards in the 80s too. So like the Ford <laughs> Tempo needed all the help it could get. Ironically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can't keep a tempo. All right. We're going to make our way up. Up the tower. Yeah. We're leaving the, the voicemail annex. We'll, we'll turn off the reel-to-reels. Got to leave the, the, those computers on, though, because they're too base. You might as well just leave them because they drift all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let them cool down. That's when the vacuum tubes fail. Uh, so we're heading out. We're heading up the tower. The long climb. If you want to email us, and we love it when you send us email, you can send it to leia at hamtactical.com. Give us your ham radio story, something interesting that's happened to you. Your journey, tell us how it's going. Are you a new ham? Recently come back to the hobby, which a lot of people have been doing that, which we find just amazing. 
We love to hear all those stories. If you have comments on our weird little diatribes, those are fine too. And as always, if you go to hamtactical.com, that is the website that helps support the podcast. If you send us a merch idea and we just fall in love with it and we make a merch of that idea, we'll send you one of those merches for free. Merches. Merchandises. Merchandises. Yes. (laughs) Merchandises. The first email is titled, Follow Up on My POTA Activation. See, this is what I'm talking about. See my earlier voicemail. Yes. This is from Chris. Okay. Greetings, Earthlings. The CPAC Hamfest was great. My attempt at POTA was fun, but only yielded two contacts. Oh, no. However, much was learned from the experience. I also had two hours of enjoying a glorious view while doing my favorite hobby. And that is from AA7CW... You got CW in your call mm. sign, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris, P.S. If you radiate love, does that make it last longer? It works with food. Something to think about. Yeah. Uh, it says see picture, Chris. I don't have an attached picture. <laughs> so if you want to, you can just go to the HRCC podcast channel. And yeah. Post your Drop picture. it in the yeah. Discord on the HRCC podcast channel. Yeah. Well, thank you for the update there, Chris. I'm, um, you know what? Chris, if you want to email Chris? us again, why don't you tell us what those lessons were that you learned? Yes. You, you, only, you only made two contacts, but you said there was lots of lessons learned. And that's, you know what? There's probably a ton of people listening right now that would love to hear your lessons because they too might be thinking about doing a poda and they could use all those helpful tips. The more you know. Do, 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 do. Yeah. The next email is titled, <clears throat> excuse me long time listener it's a titled first... cough excuse me long time <laughs> listener wow first you're time amazing writer. at this that was just written <laughs> you're like a foley artist over here and this comes from tim tim supporting us on all the methods thank you this is mixed media yes josh and leia this email much like the review has been long overdue see it Tim, is. Welcome to Tim, the tower. You, uh, I don't know. I could be wrong on this. Tim might be the first person that mixed media the whole thing. Yeah, we Review, need review, voicemail, and email. We need a sound drop for first time emailer. I think like a like a ding dong welcome or something. I don't know. <laughs> I know welcome. exactly. You know what? Yes. You know exactly what I'm thinking about. Welcome. Can you record <laughs> yes. that on your phone? Maybe. I don't know. I, it's the best voice, too. Have to do it. Have to do it. I'll try. I'll try. I'll try. Oh, that's well, great. I, yes. Do it. Please. I have to make the sound drop now? Oh. You, you have to record something on your phone. That's yeah. not making a sound drop. Okay. You're just going to give me the thing, and I'm going to cut it and do all the other stuff. Okay, so you're making the sound drop. Sounds good. You got to record the thing. Yeah, I will. Okay. Okay. Thank you. I began my ham journey in 2020. It was my panoramic hobby. Mm -hmm. It was a new space I could explore when exploring new spaces was discouraged. (laughs) I got my tech in August 2020. Congratulations. Partly due to HRCC and the videos that demonstrated ham radio. Mm. My first radio was the Yesu FT-818 
partly based on Jerry Soda videos with the FT817. Oh, uh, yes. We don't have a lot of summits in Michigan, but the soda list does include some. After a few weeks, I studied for my general and passed in September 2020. Nice. Congratulations. So a month apart, August to September of the same year. Nice. Well done. Even with six watts, I successfully activated several POTA locations on HF and participated on my local two-meter nets. I upgraded my power output to 20 watts and then oh, and with the G90 and purchased a dedicated HT. This held me over until 2022 when I felt the pull to do more in ham radio. Okay. I purchased the FT891 and built a serviceable home antenna setup along with a dedicated POTA antenna setup. Nice. That setup made ham radio more a part of my life rather than something I had to go out and actively do. It is striking how different that is. What a difference that makes. Yeah. That's how I feel about treadmills, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Right. You can just do it from your bedroom Instead of walking outside. And you can put your own iPad on the uh, <laughs> right, and right. watch your own things. That's true. That's mm-hmm. true. Instead of just using your phone. I'm in my mid-30s and I was a medic in the Army most of my 20s. Oh. Wow. I went back to school to get my bachelor's degree in accounting, which I obtained in 2022. We don't with... have a button for that. I'm sorry, but congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> That's a... Uh... That's actually a very valuable field. I don't know if you know this. What? Accounting. Yeah. I, I don't know. You need know. like a degree for that though, really? Yes. I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> I, I did it on purpose just to see Leia's face. <laughs> as someone who has worked in finance, yes. <laughs> okay. People. I also worked in banking. Mm-hmm. So... That doesn't require a degree. I did that in college. That's when you spent that time in Boston. What? Let it sink in. Oh, oh. In, in, no, it's not Boston. In Cambridge. <laughs> that's, I did not go to Cambridge. No, 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 that's not the joke either. That is the joke. No, not the joke I was trying to make. What is the joke? You were in banking from Boston. Oh, this is a different joke. Yes. It's the joke. Uh, of this podcast, anyway. The Oregon Trail. The, yes, yes. Yes. Okay. I went a totally different way. Mm-hmm. I thought you were accusing me of going to school in Cambridge. No. <laughs> Such an accusation. <laughs> so anyways. Yes. Yes. Especially for a CPA. Okay. Yes. If you don't have, maybe that was the things that went wrong with McKinsey. Okay. <laughs> You have to, like, apprentice to be a CPA, right? Uh, I, there are hours that you have to complete, yeah. Like, under a CPA? Right, right. It's really tough when you have to carve your own spreadsheets. <sighs> that chisel. Oh, you're yeah. uh, uh, the, the, the masonry-based yes. uh, CPAs. I mean, I guess you could use a plane. Right? I was going wood, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but... A little bit easier to use. It is written in stone. So <laughs> I see. Yes. That's the only way you keep yeah. really good records. Yes. Yes. 
I like it. Not like this thermal paper nowadays. It's it's uh, amazing how long we've kept this uh, this lineage going. <laughs> I used to watch the historical documentary, The Flintstones, yes. about those parrots. Those were the CPAs back then. Those birds that went. Those birds went to school in Cambridge. <laughs> no, they definitely went to school in Cambridge. All right. With this spring 2022 renewed interest in ham radio, I decided I wanted to get my extra license Ooh. before I began studying for the CPA exam. Oh, oh. No. I need a, a relaxing test. Oh, no. I need I need to relax by taking a, an easier test. So I'm going to go with the amateur extra test. I was dating someone in my last year of college uh-huh. who had i think he had just gotten his mba mm-hmm. oh okay I kn- and he uh worked for one of the big four accounting firms mm-hmm. uh, and was basically going to get his cpa like he could not keep his job Right. If he did not pass. Right. You're, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's like an internship with contingencies. Right. Yeah. And he failed. Oh. And you they dumped give him. You a, they, they give and you, you an extension. <laughs> to add insult to injury. It was a package deal, babe. No. <laughs> no, they give you an extension if you uh, didn't do so hot. But I think like. They take like a finger though, which is. No. <laughs> which is tough because you're trying to be a CPA. That's the... <laughs> it's ran by the Yakuza. That's the, yes. That's the Ernst and Goodfellas accounting no, firm. No, it's the Yakuza. The Yakuza. Anyway, he, he ended up passing the second time. But it was a real trying time for me. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of studying going on. I never know how I feel about somebody who goes, like, leaves college with an MBA. Why? It's like, what do they know about anything? haven't done anything in the field like they haven't worked you know i feel the same way about people who go into consulting oh totally at the consulting firms where they're straight out of college and it's like you didn't work anywhere you haven't done anything how do you consult like how like (laughs) what is your basis for expertise like when you see something that doesn't work how do you even know it doesn't work? Like, how do you look at it and go, oh, I've seen a more efficient way this has done? Or, like, you you have no mental connective tissue. Well, I mean, theoretically, you're you're partnered with a senior consultant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you're making so the you're doing, I get it. You're doing the PowerPoint. you're doing the analysis and things like Which that. Which is the PowerPoint. Yes. And the Excel spreadsheet. <laughs> no. Yes. The analysis is something else. That's the done deck- on spreadsheet. The deck I understand is the PowerPoint. The deck. These are two separate skills. I understand. Okay. <laughs> but the spreadsheet is where you do your analysis. I get it. I get it. I feel the same way about systems engineers. You can't just walk out of college with a systems engineering degree and be like, okay, it's time to go make a, a thing that's never existed before. It's like, no, son, you're going to be doing doors requirements. I'm fairly certain that ChatGPT can uh, maybe not... I guarantee Not human resources consulting because I I think that because we've already figured out that if chat GPT was behind that, everybody's getting sued. <laughs> everybody's fired. Everybody is getting sued. <laughs> Even the person that was wrongly terminated is getting sued somehow. Yes. Yeah. 
but ChatGPT or some version of AI can replace Scrum Masters. No. Yes. I mean, easily. It 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 would just become a different position. Okay. That's called a prompt engineer. Do, do you remember? <laughs> okay. Do you remember? Do you remember? Once upon a time, there was this. Uh, it was like an ESPN commercial called Terry Tate Office Linebacker. Vaguely. And this he dude would, just tackles people. He would wear office. his uniform, but he'd have like a tie on. Yes. And he'd yell at somebody about not doing a report and then just tackle completely yes. just take them out <laughs> so hypothetically those are the better scrum masters the ones who physically tackle people right the ones that <laughs> are physically assaulting in the workplace no th- this i feel and that's where chat gpt hr comes in <laughs> right 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 uh so a, a good scrum master from my point of view understands like what is up next and is constantly working the backlog and all that stuff mm-hmm. but they are the they they judiciously protect the engineers from outside mm. encroachment that's actually the most important thing a scrum master does is they get in the way of everybody who's trying to like you know, you always get an email like, could you just real quick, could you just like take a look at this? Uh, no, he run- cannot. He cannot. He cannot do that. <laughs> she will not do this right now. You're you're affecting our critical path velocity right now. <laughs> and I will shank you in the parking lot. <laughs> this is a jailhouse scrum. <laughs> I, <laughs> I stole an entire food tray from the commas. <laughs> I'm not trapped here, <laughs> but I just didn't want to buy a knife. <laughs> yeah, right, right. right. <laughs> what? Um, that's what that's what a good scrum master does is they actually protect that their uh, engineers or whomever is not getting uh, gear changed. You know, when you were talking about this uh, office linebacker, mm-hmm. Terry Tate. It made me think of how sad I am that Ted Lasso is over. Was it a good ending? Two, uh, a lot of people weren't happy with it, but I thought it was perfect. Oh, okay. I mean, it, it's... Everybody else just didn't understand it as... Well. No. <laughs> no, I, I like shows that end the way that Ted Lasso did. And I'm not going to spoil it for anyone. Uh, but also, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel ended. Eh, that one... I mean, you don't you don't care because you didn't continue to watch it, but yeah, that's two very good shows: one on Apple TV, one on Prime Video, both just poof. So we're canceling both services. (laughs) We're going to Paramount Paramount, or Peacock. Paramount Plus and Peacock have really come up the. That's the only way you can get Yellowstone. Oh man, it's Yellowstone, right? I have no idea. I don't watch that show. Okay. What was the show? We did start watching American Born Chinese. It's just good. If there are other um, children of immigrants listening, it's it's a it's a show that is very well done. Particularly those that grew up in the eighties and nineties. Yes, I feel like that. The they modernized it, but it's based off of a it's a it's a graphic novel, right? Yeah, that that was of that time period. That's that's a very good one. And then there was another one. We Oh, Succession. That's, we started watching Succession. Which we have not kept up with. 
I, I watched a few more, but everybody on that show is just so unlikable. So unlikable. It's just, you know what it, you know what reminds me of watching? Elections. Because <laughs> you know someone at the end of this show has to win, and you don't want any of them to win. <laughs> uh, everyone loses. There's no good way out of this. How, how do we anarchy? Like... <laughs> We were just talking about that today. All right, keep yeah. going. <laughs> so, uh, hey, sorry. Sorry for derailing your first email ever to us, Tim. <laughs> sorry, Tim. All right. Well, Tim continues. It came down to the... Uh, Tim was studying for his CPA exams. Just That's, as a reminder. Thank you. Thank you. It came down to the deadline, and I buckled down over a few weeks, and never feeling ready, I signed up and passed. Ooh. Congratulations. Look at that. Look at you. Since then, I have also passed my first of four CPA exams. Far section for the accountants listening. <laughs> that, I, I don't, don't have, have a button, button for that. For that but uh, wait, good on you. Wait, hold on. I got it. Let me spend your money. That's not what accountants do. The accountants are the opposite of that. <laughs> accountants are, are uh, historians. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Financial analysts are predictors. Okay. Just yeah. So. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. 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 Check yeah out. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Now, for the reason for my email, Leah, I would like to congratulate you on spending my money. <gasps> Let me oh, spend you. your money. Oh, I pre- I was already right. I was there. Okay. Yes, Leia is the reason for more money being spent on ham radio. Mm-hmm. What? Mm-hmm. I I think you got some mis- mixed what, messages. What is it? What is it? If you... <laughs> what's what's the line? Mm, I don't know. If you're if you're something long enough, <laughs> you'll end up becoming the very thing you hate or the very. Thing... <laughs> I don't hate everything. No, no, like the the spending. I just too much. hate spending money. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> What is the line? Oh, my God. I can't believe it. Go ahead. Go ahead. Catching up on podcast, you mentioned that you prefer to spend less money to try a hobby. Then once you know you like it, you will spend more and get a better quality item. Absolutely. Don't don't commit. Don't pot commit to a hobby that you're going to do once and decide it's not for you. Right. Mm-hmm. At last... At last, you become what you swore you never will become, or one day you'll become what you hate. (laughs) Oh, that's very true of people who are not parents and then become parents. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Very. This did it. I knew my Shegu X6100 had to go, and the IC705 had to be mine. Oh, yeah. Hey, as far as radios go. You're right. That's a pretty good choice, actually. Of course, then I needed an iPad for SDR control. The software for the iOS, I can't go without the software for Mac OS. Yes. The radio needs a protection cage, and I better throw in a hard rock 50-watt amp with ATU for good measure. Oh, man. Leia, this spiraled out of control. (laughs) You did this, Leia. Thankfully. What have you done here? I was able to find a used IC705 to reduce the cost some and avoid the restocking weight that seems to impact several radios currently. 
Thank you for your help with so this. So many shelves are buckling under the weight of the stock that ham radio companies are keeping. What do you mean? Well, they charge you a restocking fee. Mm-hmm. That fee just goes to repair all the shelves. Oh, I thought it was the guy who repackaged the everything. Of the angels. <laughs> <laughs> Won't somebody think of the ham radio retailer shelves? Go buy radios. Lighten the load on those shelves. They need your support. (laughs) (laughs) Tim continues uh, to go along with my phone call about Michiganders, Uber's trolls. Michiganders is so good. What was the, the, what's the, oh God, what's the, Panamites. (laughs) (laughs) So dumb. Here are a few facts we that eat help. Wood in Pennsylvania. <laughs> wood and scrapple. That's what we eat here. And that ham noodle soup thingy. That's <laughs> with the wood. <laughs> here are a few facts that help make our state unique. Okay, yes, I love this. I want to hear your state pride. There's no need. There's no reason I hear your to st- talk down on other states. No, I want to hear your state pride, but also kneecap <laughs> some unsavory part of your state from your point of view. That's what I want to hear. In Michigan. Uh oh, here we go. We got a couple of. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah. No, that was Tim. Oh, that, that was, was Tim. Tim. Tim's coming <laughs> back. With, that's Tim. right. Because Tim gives the voicemail where he was throwing. Tim is representing Michigan so hard. Yeah, so hard, but calling out other Michiganders. Yes. Yeah. You are never more than six miles from a body of water. From like a survival standpoint. I like that's that. That's not bad. Yeah. You are never more than 85 miles from one of the Great Lakes. Well, you can then just get all of the Asian carp you want. (laughs) (laughs) We need need a ham radio YouTuber to go to Michigan, get on a boat, put their, shove the antenna in the water Mm -hmm. and see when they, if they transmit CW, if the carps respond to the dits and daws. Oh man. That's a CW dance. (laughs) That's a video right there. Michigan has more than 11,000 inland lakes. Michigan has 3,288 miles of freshwater shoreline. Wait, how long? How much? 3,288 miles. That is a... That is a lot. How do you build things in Michigan? Like, how do you build real estate in Michigan? Stilts. It just it just feels like uh, in California, if you want to build near a shoreline, there is a coastal commission that will tie up your project indefinitely. It sounds like the whole state's run by the coastal commission. Yeah. <laughs> if you have that proximity of water everywhere you go. That's what I'm saying. How mm-hmm. do you build anything in Michigan? Is there a housing shortage in Michigan because of the amount of shoreline and lakes? Like, maybe. I yeah. wonder how many lakes per capita that is. <laughs> you know what I mean. And you're you were born today. Here is your lake. Yes. <laughs> you better grow up fast because you got to clean it on every, Tuesday. Every every family has a lake, and they have and a lake. You inherit it. 
You got like, a couple of you got a couple of miles of lakes that you got to like go a crest, to. if you will. Our tartan. Yes, yes, exactly. Some local food. No, it's our watercolor. <laughs> Are you saying they dye their lakes different colors? No, it's like a it's like a crest, but it's a it's a watercolor. Okay, don't love it. Okay. <laughs> Some local foods and drinks Michigan is known for. Yes, this is yeah, this is right. Fago, we have Fago. We got Fago. Yeah, the ICP brought that to us. It was part of our Thanksgiving tradition with the ICP. They, they were hungry, and the only thing they had was Fago. And they also didn't understand how magnets work. Yes. So they brought us Fago. Yes, and, and we, we explained it. magnets. And we explained that magnets. was the trick. Yeah, that was yeah. It. Yeah. Pasties, not pasties. I said pasties. Pasties. Pasties are a completely different thing. <laughs> Coney dogs, Detroit style pizza, olive burgers. Traversity cherries. I must try those. I don't, where do I get those? What? Traversity? Tra Traverse City. Traverse City. Traverse City. Okay. Traverse City? I don't know. Traverse City? It's like to traverse a ravine. With cherries. Traverse City. Okay. Cherries. Fudge. Monster cookies. Founders Brewing, yes, I'm, and Bell's oh, Brewing. Big fan. I don't think I've ever had Bell's Brewing. You've definitely I've, had Bell's. Oh, You've really? Definitely had Bell's. Oh. It has the three hats. Oh. And they're like superimposed. They're... You've oh. had Bell's Brewing. Okay. And Founders? Absolutely. Yeah, founders I, I All know. Day IPA? I know I've had Founders. That's, yeah. that's the um, that's the K8MRD special. Wow. That's quite an honor. For either, which one? I don't... <laughs> For both. For both. <laughs> yeah, it goes both ways. It's reciprocal. All right. Well, it sounds like I need to make a trip to Michigan. I appreciate this introduction to things. I don't. I, don't I mean, Coney dogs. So let's just. The word is literally Coney, like Coney like Island. Coney Island. I'm no. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna question Tim on this. I think he knows his state foods. It's fine. Well, Tim like said, Ohio's doing that with Skyline. Like Skyline's like, oh yeah, we we put chili on the Coney's. They call their hot dogs Coney's. Yeah. It's like okay. A hot dog for you guys. This is the difference between pop and uh and oh is that see down here we call them glizzies. <laughs> uh what is it in trolleys? They call hot dogs trolleys? No, no, that's like a shopping cart. A trolley. For the Brits we're bringing them into this? No, I think different parts of the country also call them trolleys. No? It's shopping carts everywhere. No, I don't believe it. Are those those were the the states that <laughs> the British won the rebellion? <laughs> they also have the best fish and chips. They put Old Bay on it, <laughs> dude. I'm actually. Why don't the Brits put Old Bay on fish and chips? I'm actually that down would be with this really idea. Delightful. Like I, hit I it need with... a travel Old Bay. I don't, I don't care about the big like can oh old bay anymore i, I want an old travel. bay that has wheels and a handle <laughs> like a rollerboard suitcase i want like a and, purse and uh, and but here's the here's the hot tip it's still a suitcase you just shove your clothes <laughs> into the old bay and then when you wear them everyone knows without you saying a word <laughs> that guy's from maryland <laughs> 
but yeah, why is? Why but then is, everybody in Maryland right now. See, this is a double joke. This is a joke for everyone that's not in Maryland. But it's a it's a jab at everyone in Maryland because everybody in Maryland, they're not doing the old bay. They're doing the J-O seasoning. Oh, see. see I got them both ways. It, it wow. both ways. It's a wow. double joke. Look yeah. at that. Offend everyone. Good. No. <laughs> no. We offended the Marylandites. Marylanders. Marylanders. <laughs> Land of the best flag. Uh, <laughs> twice, if you will. No, but seriously, why isn't Old Bay on more things? Or J.O. or whatever. What? They're different flavors. They're not the same. Oh, they're... <gasps> oh, yeah. This is actually a different thing. You've not had this. What do you mean? Yeah. Well, now I have to order it. I, I can't, I like... get it? <laughs> Sometimes I slow roll things that I know about just to keep the, the magic wow. in our relationship. Like You're really keeping me interested. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the world's most interesting man. <laughs> I just I just love the, the concept that their seasoning is called J.O. Would you like me to put a little J.O. on your crab, m'lady? A what now? What were you going to do? Like one day we would be over at Quality Seafood in Redondo Beach and you oh, just dude. bust out some J.O. seasoning. And I'd be like, what? It's it's pretty good. You're like, so impressive. Is it spicy? Nothing on the East Coast is spicy. <laughs> We've covered this. They don't know what that is. I mean, it's full of spices. Okay. But it is not spicy. They can't do it, man. I've got a lot to think about. They can't do it. <laughs> and I don't want anybody on the East Coast coming and be like, I eat spicy all the time. I get Taco Bell hot sauce. Didn't buffalo wings come from the East Coast, though? Yeah, but the original buffalo wings were just like uh, Frank's Red Hot. Like that's a little spicy. Yeah, that's it. That's the top. That's like the three alarm chili for them, or five it, alarm, or it, how many? Isn't Buffalo Wild Wings from the East Coast? Yeah, but then they got out of the states and they were like, or into other states where there's actual spice, and that's where you started getting like. I don't believe you. I okay. I, I bet. Okay. I bet people on the East Coast can definitely eat spicy. Of course they can, Leah. The Again, these are the jokes. The Northeast? These are, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm assuming as you get closer to New York and some of the major urban areas, you're going to get people that can handle spice because they've got, you know, you can't many different communities of people. Florida. Florida's on the East Coast. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Florida's yeah, down for sure. That's, that's, that's spice. All right. Well, Tim's Did you add up. an extra S? <laughs> Did you say spice? <laughs> Did you think that would just... We'd roll it all together there? Was that a live edit? Listen, Tim needs to sign off. Oh, my okay? God. <laughs> Thank I you so much. Spice. <laughs> <laughs> I try not to call you out, but I would never. <laughs> Josh, make a note. Cut. <laughs> Cut a microsecond from that. <laughs> Blend it. Blend it. Tim signs off. Thank you, Tim. <laughs> Thank you so much for all you do for the hobby and hours of entertainment with this podcast. 73 Tim W8 TMI. Oh, oh. my goodness. I. 
did, did, he, did he sign off with TMI on the? He didn't on the voicemail. I don't, I don't he did so. not have his call sign on the on the 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 review. That's a great call sign. That's that's a great call sign. <laughs> and his name is Tim. So, <laughs> but it's TMI, right? I like it. Yeah. That was good. P.S. I finally activated my first summit in Colorado a couple of weeks ago. Congratulations. Good job. All, all big things uh, happening. Oh, wow. You all got right. a saw, dude. All right. Tim, thank you for all of the knowledge, really. And the, uh, the mixed media. Good job. All right. The next email is titled, Serial wars. Oh, you're gonna lose. I don't care. Regarding Unless you're on. May twelfth, twenty twenty three, and this comes from Kirby. Oh, I pre- I appreciate the uh, the documentation of the date and episode. I love it. I love, love that. to see it because we don't document any of that. We yeah. need a CPA for this. <laughs> somebody get those birds. We need a story. Somebody, yeah, somebody give me a bird and some tablets. Dearest Leia, Joss. And your posse. Do you know how many people <laughs> misspell my name at work? Didn't just make it Joss? J O S S? It happens a lot. I think because they see my last name with two S's <laughs> or something. I don't know what's Very going on. confusing, honestly. I don't know why you chose this name. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Not one to write a lot or use big words unless they're misspelled. But listening to you two talk about mini wheats, shredded wheat, brand X cereals, and especially Josh's disdain of big wheat, which I assumed was the Nabisco shredded wheat. No. I was reminded of a cereal called Weetabix. No. I yes, I'm very familiar. <laughs> Apparently invented by an Australian, now mm-hmm. marketed in the UK and available worldwide. Yeah, we have Weetabix. Mm-hmm. You've probably tried this gastronomic creation, but if not, I would love for Josh to post a video of him eating it after it sat in milk for about 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> to Great not be concrete. YouTube or Discord idea. You're welcome. <laughs> I believe, if I remember correctly, that Sterling um, is a fan of this, the Weetabix. So, yes, the the Weetabix. Well, you know what? If Sterling's a fan, I've just got to rethink it. I I I might have to give it another try because I trust Sterling implicitly. So the Weetabix is probably denser than the big wheat, <sighs> but not as big as the big wheat. Oh, so we're talking surface area to density. So the, the Weetabix, if you look them up, like a full-size Weetabix, two of them is your whole bowl. Like, that's the whole thing. So this is not a this is not a joke. These are also very impressive. <laughs> like, very impressive. But the big wheat is still just monumentally stupid. Just, but you're supposed to break it up, the big wheat. Whereas the Weetabix, what do you do? <laughs> oh, you got to break that up, too. Oh, yeah, you're not gonna like. You gotta throw it. Leia, 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 Leia. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, Leia. Leia, like that's the that's the big that's the big wheat. I know what the big wheat looks like. Okay. You want to see the? Oh my god. The Weetabix. Oh, I just dropped something. Okay, hold on. Here's. I don't. The... I don't know that I've ever bought Weetabix. I've seen it on shelves. Okay, so there's the Weetabix. Very dense. Very. Oh, dense. I would eat that. Yeah, you would. Yeah. Yeah. That looks know. like something that is the byproduct of you using the juicer. But with wheat. But wheat. Yes. 
<laughs> Kirby continues, since this is supposed to be at least partly about ham radio, I have been a ham for about nine years. Oh, I started with a technician ham cram followed by my general license a year later. In the couple of years I've listened, your podcast stirred up enough interest in me to go after and get oh. my extra last year. I love to hear that. Congratulations. Kirby says thank you. Thank you, Kirby. <laughs> it all makes sense now. <laughs> and now I'm slowly learning Morse code, hunting POTA activators regularly using CW. And if I concentrate, I can head copy at around eight to 10 words oh, per minute. The joy of head copy. Again, your podcast helped me make the effort to learn. Oh, that's really I nice. take that as high praise. That's great. Yeah, if absolutely. if I can get you to learn something, man, that feels like feels good, man. Feels good, man. Yeah. Kirby signs off. Thanks for all you do for Ham Radio seventy three. Kirby K seven KVH. Thank you, Kirby. Thanks. I'm starting Kirby. to get it. This little pink marshmallow man is emailing us. What? He can just eat anything. He's Kirby. <laughs> <laughs> Kirby is my favorite Smash Brothers character. Kirby's the no, Kirby's good. Yeah, I the, the, uh, I don't want to get down this rabbit hole, but there's a tier list. Do you know what a tier list is? Yes. Depending on what like Smash Brothers game you're talking about, there's like a ranking list. Like S tier is the highest of like the best characters, mm -hmm. and every time a new game comes out, the tier lists change. I think Kirby's fallen off over the years. How dare they do this to Kirby? Kirby used to be great. Kirby, I still very much like Kirby. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah. The next email is titled Podcast Issue. Oh. I don't know if this was meant to be read on the air, but here it goes, Travis. Here it goes, Travis. Josh and Leia. Howdy. This is Travis, K-I-5-T-M-S. I'm the guy who left the voicemail about your sus relationship with your co-producer a few weeks ago. I guess it is kind of sus. I don't know. I don't remember. The show needs an audit. <laughs> I'm getting an Audi. <laughs> anyway, sorry to email with the problem, but I've been listening to Apple Podcasts for a while now. I have found that randomly the audio jumps forward an unknown amount of time, completely cutting out some of the segments of the show. Often the topic of discussion is different enough that I don't know how much time was lost. <laughs> The podcast is random enough in its own sense that I have no bearing on it anymore. <laughs> I assume it's just an Apple podcast issue, but I wanted to bring it to your att attention just in case. Uh, that has to be an Apple podcast issue. And if this is a repeated issue, I suggest you delete Apple podcast and reinstall. Yes. That is my solution for all apps that piss me off. <laughs> I'm going to give you one more chance. This is, this is spoken like a true Windows user. Yeah. Leia, you don't just delete iTunes. No, it's podcasts. Apple Podcasts, they're all interconnected. It? I mean, I don't even know that you can delete Apple Podcasts. I don't know. Like maybe unsubscribe from the podcast and then resubscribe or something. But I don't. By the way, this is not the. Uh it crash course <laughs> it's a crash course um but i don't know there's too many variables there like are you like i don't know man maybe he's on the iphone uh if you're on the iphone 
I always recommend that you try and grab the RSS feed if you can off of the Podbean website and paste it in to your podcast viewer. You can sometimes search for it, and, and now it's probably probably very easy to do. This is the old timer in me coming out where you used to, I used to have to go find the RSS feed and paste it into my downloader. And I was lucky if I got the whole podcast over 56k modem. Um, <laughs> and we were we and we were happy. <laughs> we were glad about it. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. It doesn't seem to happen on every podcast, but it did happen on day one with a Motorola radio, at least twice. Mm. Once when you were discussing the programming of the radio, and then again, not too long after that. Mm. I don't know. Well, Josh, stop messing up the podcast. Sounds like, I literally yeah. do very little. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say. On the, on the uh, level of production, all the other things that I do takes, this is very low effort. Yes. Very low effort. Anyways. From as... the after the production, like the sure. doing of it is, sure. takes the longest. Yeah. Anyways, as I said before, keep up the good work. You do more for the ham community than you realize. Also, you got me itching for a KX2 and AX1 Oof. now too. So I'm sure my wife isn't so grateful for your impact on my wallet sometimes. <laughs> yeah. And that's, oh man, those are both. It's a good radio. Hope to catch you on the air sometime. 73 from Texas, Travis, KI5TMS. Well, thank you, Travis. Thank you, um, Travis. We'll take a look at it on our side, I guess. And and by look at it, we will open up the website for the podcast and we'll look at it. Yeah. Because there's very little we can do. We can't control Apple <laughs> We podcasts. can't. I mean, we upload it to Podbean. That's where mm -hmm. the, the podcast gets distributed from. And the only thing I could say is if you are like hot out the shoot trying to download the podcast, there is some funkiness that a lot of people get. And what they often do will delete that podcast and then re-download it later in the day once everything like calms down. Because mm, yes. our podcast is getting distributed to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all the majors, but it's coming through Podbean. Yes. Right. So it's literally like a series of tubes. You gotta wait for all the stuff to filter through all the tubes to get yeah. the full the full picture. Mm. Just like the uh, voicemail annex. That's right. Yeah. Pneumatic tubes. Well, I hope you get it sorted out, and thank you for listening. Thank you. No, that's the, the email technical... tower. The email tower is literally a series of of pneumatic tubes. You're reading oh, I thought you were printouts talking about vacuum tubes. Yeah, that is. Yeah. In, you, you Leia? said you said that the yeah Leia, what do you think pneumatic means no i i was talking about the vacuum tubes you referenced for the voicemail annex no that's literally a vacuum tube yeah that's what it's fine it's not it's not like under vacuum i understand pneumatic... okay i got it i got it okay thank you okay. <laughs> took you a second but you got there no no i yeah. okay we're talking about the emails. next email the next email is titled <laughs> New Ham and Listener. Thank you and for this listening. Comes from Andrew. Welcome. Hi, Leah and Josh. I just wanted to send a quick note to thank you for the podcast. I just started listening, but it has quickly become my go to commute entertainment. Oh. Oh, well, thank you. Your rapport and Leah's infectious laugh are a great way to pass the time. Oh, that's so nice. Thank you. I am also a New Ham. 
passed the technician and general test and got my call sign May 2nd, 2023. That's a twofer. Congratulations. Congratulations. So now the learning adventure truly begins. I'm excited to get started with some POTA fun and have joined the local club that hosted the test along with joining my county Aries group. I'm also hoping to find an Elmer that can help guide me through the initial steps. You're doing all the things. Well done. Sometimes finding, and I should have added this, I should have added this to actually the show topic. If you, if you talk to people in your family, there's, there might be a ham in your family line somewhere or in your workplace. I have had a ton of people like like find out that i'm into ham radio and then they're like oh have you talked to so-and-so he's a ham and i'm like i don't know that i have but i will now i I wasn't ever gonna talk to this person but now that i know he's a ham he's okay in my no actually what happens is he goes have you talked to so-and-so he's a ham and i'm like i haven't this meeting is over and then I just sprint out of the room. <laughs> as fast as you can. As Full fast speed. as I can. Full speed uh-huh. to go find this person. The Rudo run. Yeah. Arms back. Yeah. Just full <laughs> winged out. I'm doing jutsus. <laughs> All right. Based on the research I've done so far, it seems the Yesu FT891 or... 857 may be a good option, but even finding one in stock seems near impossible. The 891 is hard to get right now? I wouldn't mind going used, but I'm hesitant to get a radio off eBay. Would you have any recommendations for good, reputable online radio equipment trading spaces? I've Googled it, of course, and but would trust and appreciate y'all's guidance much more. All right, first off, well, wait, wait, stop, Discord stop. Swap. Yeah, Discord Swap, our Facebook Facebook swap. BST. Those are both Ham Radio Crash Course Swap. Yeah, spots. I mean, we're not responsible for yeah. anything that happens. Uh, <laughs> but if, if somebody You know all those things to... you're worried about eBay? Same problem exists here, <laughs> but I can like boot yell at the guy. We can boot him. No, okay, hold on. HRO has the 891 in stock right now. It's $679. Just go. go buy that. Yeah. Go buy that. Then you don't have to worry about. It, it's in stock in more than half of their locations. They'll ship it to you. Their shipping is extremely fast. That was the first site I pulled up. I haven't pulled up Gigaparts or DX Engineering, but I'm I'm guessing that they also have it. I, I think, though, that a lot of brick and mortar ham radio stores mm-hmm. you may not see them in stock which it's tough because ham radios are expensive and how many are you going to stock in every single store gigaparts has it but you're talking about online maybe no they Andrew, literally show the stores that have but stock. maybe he doesn't live somewhere where it is in stock they'll ship it to you right but okay we're talking again maybe he went into a ham radio store that didn't have it in stock so if he has an adjacent HRO that he went to, they can ship it store to store in like two days. That's fast. They ship to store to store faster than they can ship HRO to you. now. Yeah, seriously. Just just get <laughs> when it I think HRO. about a ham radio, put it in my hand now. <laughs> That's <laughs> put it in my ham now. Put it in my hand now. Oh, okay. It's the Ronnie Chang joke. DX Engineering also has it in stock. Get it from uh, DX Engineering, Gigaparts, HRO. They all got it. 
Oh, right. no, no. DX Engineering doesn't have it. Oh, no. But they're advertising a ship date of June 19th, which is not that bad. Uh, get it at HRO. They have a huge star, right. looks like. Andrew signs off. Thanks again. And 73's Andrew KJ5AXO. Hey, Andrew. Well, I hope you get that radio that you're looking for. I didn't even pull up RNL. Sometimes RNL has wild deals. Crazy and wild deals. Yeah. Got. I I swear, you know what? Like working out, you know, I started going back to the gym. You did. Um, You're doing I think great. I'm on like my third month of consistently going. You're very consistent. And I swear, it's supposed to make you healthier and stronger, but I just feel sore all the time. <laughs> like, and I have these new injuries that I have. Brand new injuries, never experienced. Muscles that have seldom been used yeah. are now screaming at me in pain. Like, I, we had a good thing going. Why did you, you ignored me. I was happy. <laughs> RNL has it in stock for $10 cheaper with free shipping. They all have free shipping, I believe. But yeah, there you go. RNL Electronics. All right. And now it's time. It's the The last email is titled Adventures, excuse me, Adventures mm -hmm. in a Great Ham Lives. Lives in a, I don't know. Okay. okay. And this comes from volunteer podcast co-producer, Nathan. All right. Last email. I have to thank Nathan for his consistency. Mm -hmm. Always reliable. I don't think he's ever missed a podcast. Uh, Either email voicemail it? or email. I think that's true. Yeah. Yep. It's well done. Yep. Really putting in the time to earn that volunteer podcast. Code. You know, it might just be time for Nathan to be head producer, volunteer head producer. It's a lot more responsibility. But uh, volunteer head producer <laughs> head or head volunteer. Head volunteer he now has to make heads, so that's... Like, <laughs> or he's just a head. <laughs> he's like right. Modoc for podcast. <laughs> to Maid Marian and Prince John. Oh, I, I like these Robin Hood references. Robin Hood's one of my favorite stories, so... It's not Prince John, though. Isn't it like... Friar? No, that's Friar Tuck. What? Mm. Anyways. Prince Robin of Loxley, right? Yeah, but Robin's not a prince. The th he's a prince of thieves. <laughs> Excuse me. Excuse me. All right. Greetings. As I mentioned in my voicemail, I have something ham radio related to share. Okay. Last Friday, I had to return to where I bought my car to get the windshield replaced. This was a known issue when I purchased my 2020 CRV some weeks ago. They covered a crack on the windshield when they were preparing it for the day of purchase. Okay. 
I was actually on the way to finalize the purchase and bring my down payment, and they called telling me about it. They asked if I wanted to delay pickup until they could fix it. They didn't have any windshield in stock to do it then. Or if I wanted to pick it up that day and then come back a different day to have it resolved. I opted to pick it up the day I was already driving there since my trade-in was all clean and I was ready to get my newer vehicle. Mm-hmm. So that brought me to last week. They told me that it would be something like four hours and they didn't really want me to be waiting in the waiting area for that long. Having someone wait that long doesn't really look good for their business. So they gave me a complimentary rental car for me to be able to go about my day until they could have it completed. This is all happening more than an hour away from where I live. Thus, I got to travel around, including going to a Barnes and Noble. Oh, we are, I don't even know where our closest Barnes and, is it Long Beach Town Center? I love Barnes and Noble, though. It's become a real gift shop. You know? I mean, <laughs> I know where there is a place that they store livestock inside and there's a very dapper man standing outside. A gentleman farmer. A gentleman farmer. Mm. Yeah. There's actually two of those buildings. Oh. It, and we call it the Barnes and Noble. Oh, oh, I see. He's uh, nobility. He's just very noble looking. Oh, I see. That's where my story for today takes place. I decided I was going to play some games while in Barnes & Noble. You might not think of Barnes & Noble as a game place. My game was actually like finding a needle in a haystack. Ham radio books. Find Ham Radio for Dummies by Ward Silver or really any ham radio book. Let's name off some sections you might think it was at. Crafts and Hobbies. Nope. Technology. Nope. Study Aids and Test Prep. Nope. Reference. Nope. Education. Nope. Engineering. Nope. Self-help. Nope. I think by now you're sick of me saying nope. So the last place I looked was Science. Oh. There were two copies of ham radio for dummies. Wow. Yeah. That's really surprising because the last time I went into Barnes and Noble was over a year ago. And that place was selling just gifts. <laughs> there were Lego sets. Turned into Spencer's there were all overnight. Blankets. It's like Spencer's for the studious. Okay. <laughs> like uh there were toys what yeah uh they're just hanging on i think snacks they had snacks Uh, obviously books uh cds cds they did not have dvds no they did not maybe not maybe i'm mm, i'm not sure uh there was obviously a cafe in there what Barnes and Nobles have cafes. I mean, yeah, they have cafes, but like everything else, I'm still perplexed by all. Where is there a Barnes and Noble? Uh, Long Beach Town Center. It's still there? I believe so. And then there's one in Fullerton near May He, She, Rest in Peace, the long gone soup plantation. <laughs> that was, oh, in that that was plaza. one of my favorite things to do was go to soup plantation and then Barnes and Noble with the kids that's you just can't do that anymore yes Uh, i'm feeling really robbed so could the panoramic take any more from me you specifically yeah yeah (laughs) 
such a huge loss. Mm-hmm. It just, and there's nothing that compares to it anymore. There's, there's things that come close, but just no cigar, you know? Now that I found it, I decided I was going to play another game. Carry the book around with the cover pointed out to advertise ham radio or see if anyone was interested in it or was themselves a ham. Mm -hmm. Well, to cut the story short, nobody cared. Right. Uh, Well, I mean, in, in all fairness, I don't think that most people are looking at what other people are carrying around the bookstore. I think that a person's book selections are very personal. So I mean, I think after he did it the twelfth time in front of somebody, they yeah. might have like been, "What's this guy all about?" Yeah. Also, when I told Ben about the such and such for dummies line, he thought it was very insulting. <laughs> <laughs> the, it's a. Uh, and then I told him about the kiss line. Do you remember there were competing lines of books? There was the four dummies series and on any topic. And they keep it simple, stupid. Yeah. yeah. Also, he also found that offensive. So. Wow. So this new generation is not going to be buying these guidebooks anymore. <laughs> I don't want you to make me feel dumb reading your book. Right. Thank you. Even though about this particular topic, I am dumb. <laughs> I just don't think that's the right word choice. Mm-hmm. And you should be empowering me. Yeah. Okay. It should be more inclusive. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Also, for the same reason, I guess people are off Chick Fil A now. Or... Wait, off? Yeah. I thought they were back on. You just got no, done saying that they were group, all good. One group is maybe back on. The other group is definitely off. <laughs> That's the uh, the Chick Fil A boycott situation has become very complicated. Because I used to have to pay my sister a Chick-fil-A tax mm-hmm. when I went to Chick-fil-A. Mm-hmm. And then I found out that they came out. This was kind of a joke. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not uh, literally. Uh, I mean, she comes over and eats all our food and takes stuff home. So I don't know what you're. I guess that is. That, that is, is the tax. tax. That is the tax. I mean, I've been pretty good about hiding it from her. So I don't have to pay the tax, you know. Uh, but then she came over and audited me. <laughs> and. <laughs> found these it's like a thetan audit you had to hold on to two probes <laughs> no she found the chick-fil-a toys there's like table topics and books and stuff and then she grilled the boys on the last time so i noticed your plastic jesus figurines no 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 it's no, no, a no. Joke. It's yeah a, it's a joke no it was table topics that she saw and then she grilled the boys on the mm-hmm. last time they went to chick-fil-a and who took them <laughs> right because if you take them, I'm, I'm. She can't tax me. Yeah, exactly. You're a libertarian. <laughs> can't be taxed. But then uh, I guess Chick Fil A released an inclusivity statement, and I don't know if it was just must have been good. The area of TikTok I ended up on. Uh huh. But people were talking about how they weren't going to go to Chick Fil A anymore, and that. Uh, it's it's time to switch to Raising Cane's. And by the way, oh Raising Cane's doesn't have a spicy chicken deluxe sandwich. Okay? I don't think they have a spicy anything. They don't. I don't think they I do. mean, they may have a sauce, but their, their chicken is not spicy. So now I don't... I, I just don't know why people are depriving themselves of a delicious chicken sandwich over ideology. <laughs> like... 
when your when your fried chicken joint <laughs> becomes a political statement, there might be some things going wrong. I don't know. I mean, that's maybe me. maybe that's the reason for so many chicken places that's, in Cerritos. Th- exactly. Exactly. We figured it out. Exactly. It's, it's a it's a chicken place. For every group that is offended, mm-hmm. you were offended by this chicken place. Now you can go to this chicken place. There's those two chicken places offended you. Here's one more. There's oh, those three did. Here's one more. We understand how badly you need chicken <laughs> of the fried variety and how principled you are. Right, right. So, yeah. whatever your political alignment is, there is a hot chicken place. I mean, some people are just upset at Chick fil A for being closed on Sundays. I'm part of that group. That's my <laughs> that's my group. I still haven't had a better chicken sandwich. I'm telling you, the Popeyes one's good. Nope, tried it. It's, it's good. No spicy chicken deluxe. You know what it is? It's the vegetables in the spicy chicken. Can't deluxe you get veggies on the Popeyes? It. One? It's just not the same. It's not as crisp and fresh. Oh my! God. Nobody's telling you my pleasure after you say thank you at Popeyes. Okay, because it is not their pleasure. <laughs> oh yeah it's not their pleasure it's not <laughs> you you did nail that one i can't argue yeah. that <laughs> all right well nate continues and to further cut the whole story even shorter i got my new windshield i can see clearly now the crack is gone did i do it right nathan was that your intention mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now I have to go back next week because they found that the driver control for the back right window does not work. Oh, no. Wouldn't it be funny if you took their rental and you came back with a ham radio installed in it? (laughs) No, you just drill a hole in the roof. (laughs) For the antenna. (laughs) Yeah. I plugged it. All the stuff is covered under my purchase and warranty, so I don't have to pay for any of this. Just the travel to go there. Well, this has been long enough, so I'll say 73K1MAZ Nathan. Oh, I put one of the copies of the books in the technology section. Maybe if someone goes to Barnes & Noble in person, uh, that will be easier to find. I don't don't know. I kind of like it in sciences. I've got uh, pictures of uh, Nathan holding the book. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's the picture. Okay. Yeah. Look at that. It's in science. Why oh, is there's a curious, bunch of dummies book. Why is Curious George on top of the science? I don't associate him with sciences. Interesting. Look at that. I I see what you did there. I kind of like the I like it in science actually. It's RF technologies is science and just, understanding RF just is put it in multiple places. I think it was a well done job. And on to Nathan's quotes. Okay. Being happy never goes out of style. Lily Pulitzer. That's true. She has very cheery designs. Find out who you are and do it on purpose. Dolly Parton. Courage is being scared to death, but saddling up anyway. John Wayne. I like that. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Nathan. Those are all good. All of the email correspondence, our voicemail correspondence. All the listeners, thank you so much. So hear me. Yeah, thank you, everybody. Appreciate that. So hear me out. If you go get a uh, engineering degree in RF, you get a BS, a Bachelor of Science. Mm-hmm. So I'm okay with it being in the science area. Great. Mm-hmm. That's great for you. That's where I stand yeah. on that one. Mm-hmm. 
Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. We have a lot of fun making the podcast, and the fact you listen means a lot to us. 73. 73.